This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Bro gang, we are joined by the Emirati of Engineering, the Prince of Production. He is the Ghislaine to Thugs Jeffrey, the Sultan <laughs> of Slime Season, the Grammy-winning governor. He must be on chemicals, bro, because his finger is on the button. The Frenchy Pharaoh, Baron of the Boards, Urethra on X Games mode, how he be streaming, the Twitch Titan, the Maestro mixing, call him ODB of eggs, because baby, he likes it raw. His honor of hold'em, but we he know when to fold him. Audio engineer and DJ, Alex Tumay. Alex, how are you? What's up, man? <laughs> I, mean, I like I've obviously listened to sure. a, a bunch of the podcast and like every time I'm like there's something I could never do that's a skill set that how would you me, define it's, that it's, skill it's me, set right. me and young it's, thug like what are you talking right. about it's rapping I believe the term yeah. is a beautiful mind yeah. right. <laughs> right. no it's me and Jeffrey bro I think you're comparing yourself to I, young thug I feel like, I feel, like <laughs> I feel like the better comparison is Gucci Mane mm, Ooh, Gucci Mane I'll when he it. speaks is what he raps. It's a he he. I right. feel like he's, he's never, always like rapping. Yeah, speaks in bars. Yeah, he speaks in Santa baby. Tis the season. Yeah. Well, if you're Gucci, I'm Jeezy. Alex, thank you so much for having us in your beautiful new studio. <laughs> thank you. We're in our studio, Ratchet. We were talking about Stankonia. This is like a, we're a studio new, rats, bro. Yeah, this is our new oh, yeah. vibe, dude. We are oh, yeah. we are the rappers of the pod game. I would say <laughs> if I had to, we're the outcasts of podcasting. There it is. The out pod. I don't want to say it. It's podcast. 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 That, that is the word already. Podcast with Podcast with is the pun already. Yeah. Alex, the first <laughs> thing we want to do is a fit check. The choice for you, sir, is do you want to start top down or bottom up when you walk us through the totality of your outfit today? I guess top down. Ooh, I always, ooh, I, nah, it's a cop, bro. You're a cop. It's a cop, it's cop yeah. answer. It's too late. So but I always wear hats, and I feel like hats are such an important... Wait, you build your outfits around your hats? Well, no, I just always am wearing a hat. Well, the hat is Because I'm losing my hair. The so hat is like, well, I mean, welcome the, to the club, brother. Yeah. The hat is clearly the centerpiece of this fit. So are you buzzed? Are you on a, a zero right now? Oh, uh, yeah, by accident. What happened? Um, So I, I've i been buzzing my hair, and I wanted to grow it out again and just kind of do like the crazy, like, sure. mad scientist kind of vibe. Is it curly? What is it like? It gets, like, just out. Okay, just, just out. Just, yeah. just Straight keeps out. going. It okay. just goes, goes on forever. Hair don't stop equally in every direction. <laughs> um, but you and, fucked it up. But so like it was obviously like growing on the sides and whatever. And I was like, oh, let me trim it. I could do this myself. I think you could afford a barber at this point, though. But I was like, hey, let me just trim it. Okay. I wanted to try. You were in like a marathon overnight session. Just like I just need to fucking do it. Oh, I I was. Oh, my girl was at work and she left me alone for too long. That, that's. that's Never, it's like you're like a gremlin, bro. Yeah, she don't, forgot to don't keep him up after twelve. Don't give him a bath. Don't let him cut his own. She hair. forgot to lock away the scissors. Yeah, yeah and all exactly. sharp objects. Yeah, and so I she just wasn't started, childproofed. I just started trimming, and you know, get you higher. Up, the rest higher, is history. And, higher, and then I look like a person in an insane asylum. Sure. Yeah. And I was like all patched up. Yeah. And shit. I was like, fuck this. I just <laughs> He's the Joker, baby. So what hat are we using to cover up your exposed dome piece? Um. Oh, this is this is my hat from Absolute Bagels. Ooh, my, I went to Absolute Bagels and I liked their bagels. And I was like, You're like let me get a hat. hat. And they were like, yeah, you could have a hat. So I bought it. Toasted, not toasted. They, they didn't run out of cream cheese? No, they had so much. How many hats do you own? 20, 20, 30. I, don't, I, I feel like I'm not like a guy who collects hats. I just buy like three and I wear them until they're disgusting. Right, right. And, right. You and I try and clean them and then I ruin them in the cleaning process. What's your regimen? Then- you have a regimen for cleaning hats. Maybe you could. Uh, no, I don't. I keep meaning to save the TikToks where pe- it's like guys like stripping vintage hats. But yeah. instead, I just like soak them in water and let them dry in the sun. And like this one's a little stinky. Yeah. I've been meaning to clean that guy. I, I mean, have a regimen. The territory it's, of being it's a studio 50/50. rat. Stinky hats. What are you saying? 
I have a regiment, but it's 50. It's like hand washing. You, you air dry it and then you like hand dry it. And it usually comes, kind of comes out like, okay, but you have to soak it for a really long time. And it's a lot of effort when little. you can just buy a hat at the bagel shop, yeah. right? Right. And this is like $4 at the bagel store. Shit, so yeah. it's great. <laughs> All right. So moving on down. Yeah. Let's, um, what about this? Oh, don't forget the spectacles, dog. Oh, these are Garrett Light. Ooh. Okay. I, I wanted DLCO. to get fancy glasses so yeah. that I wore them all the time and didn't break them because I was a I was like a Warby Parker That's guy. That's a pro move. And yeah, shout out Warby. My wife works there. I will say Garrett Light has yet to apologize to the Asian community for That's his true. racism during COVID. Wait, what did it do? He had some like anti-China COVID tweet. Or yeah, oh, some like an- gotta, yeah. Oh, we're no, well, no. Break yeah, so, we'll be the speed Should I break them? to your rage ages. No, I mean, they're see. too expensive to break. And you need to see, dude. The but pro I will move, get though, new glasses now. It is the pro move to get very expensive glasses and sunglasses, so you like you always you care about looking yeah. after them. Looking after I, that's them. how that's, that's how, how I am with clothes in general. Like I feel like that's the way to do it. I was I was like a fast fashion guy for like so many years, and then I was like. All my stuff just falls apart. After right. It's not worth it. Yeah. So now Cost I. Cost per wear, dog. That's how right. you, you break down well, every purchase. That's my girl runs like a vintage uh, fashion brand. Shout her she, out. Oh, brand. wear St. Evans. Okay. Is. Look um, at that free plug up top. Hell yeah. Did you ever get any uh, trickle down gently used garments from Thugger? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Was it like the skinny, Please go on. Was it like hot pink skinny jeans? Like No, no, no. I don't think, I don't think any. I don't think any shirts, pants, shoes would ever be transferable. He's very skinny. Right. So what'd you get? His like bagel store hat? I got a jacket from I got like a faux leather jacket from it's awesome. a it's a one that he wore on the cover of the New York Times. What? Yeah. So that's like memorabilia. Yeah, I have it. I still have it. I don't wear it. Right. Do you have the dress? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. What did he say he he was wearing the dress because he had an AK forty seven on a stick. Yeah, a stick. Got a very stick believable. Especially that era. Yeah, very yeah. believable. You have you ever worn contacts? You're always a glasses guy. Glasses. Okay. I wore contacts when I was like fifteen and then I fell asleep with them. And you and that was the era where you Fucks couldn't you do that. Right. And it was just like tore apart my cornea yeah. and yeah. whatever. And I couldn't see for a very like long corne- time. Corneal ulcers. Yeah. It was really gnarly. Gnarly. it's like Damn. very like Thank God the, the technology has improved since then. Save so many future engineers their eyesight. Yeah. Well, now I just wear glasses. But I wear these all the time now. Because I used to like put my glasses in my pocket. They'd break. And then I have to go get them. Mm-hmm. Now I wear these all the time. What about sunglasses, though? You do like prescription I sunnies? have the little fucking... Oh, they're, they're oh, transitional? The I have the clip-ons. They're trans-friendly? Oh, no, they're clip-ons. Okay. Yeah, I have the clip-ons. Respect, right. dude. Little are- Dr. Robotnik vibes. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Steampunk. Okay, then we got the flannel. Yeah, what's the, the over shirt? This is from Beams. Ooh, I, Beams Plus. Uh, I bought it in Japan. I don't know which one. There's, there's like a hundred like, Beams. There's so beams. many Beams. Yeah. There's and like they're a, all bangers. Every single one's amazing. Every single one has like the best clothes, the best like cuts. Like the, the way this fits in general, like the layers. But that's like what? A, a triple XL in Japanese like, I think sizing? So, something yeah. like that. And it's not that bad with price. Right. No, it's super it's fair. Yeah. I think this is like probably like 80 bucks American. Yo, shout out fucking Beams Plus. Send us some uh, fucking incredible. flow. They, and they won't because you have to go there. Yeah. Like, uh, I think, we're, we got a conversation cooking. Oh, you did? Them. Yeah. We'll, right, we'll, just, we'll yeah, holler at throw you. Me, throw me we in, might have a little plug situation. Yeah, because otherwise you know, I have to go back to Japan, which is really hard right now. How many times yeah. have you been to Japan? Twice. Okay. For work or for pleasure? Uh, my girl's family is out oh, there. Sick. So we went and visited them once and then I went. With my brother once. Did you do a lot of shopping out there? Or? Yeah, it's all. I How much did it blow your dick off? Just the shopping. I love it there. Yeah, I I would live there. I was trying like to find clients there. Shopping in Japan. Have you ever worked with um? Oh my god, fuck! There's like teriyaki one, boys. The teriyaki boys. There's one Japanese rapper that you need to just get. It's like on a. I forget. I'm not gonna try and rap. Who was underwater squad? He's Korean, right? Yeah, that's, that was that's a uh, Keith Ape. And uh, uh, I, I Jin was Keith Chinese. Ape. Yeah. Okay. 
Sorry. Keep going. You want to keep going? No, I'm keep not on my Garrett Light Japanese shit. Japanese Garrett Light shit. My bad. But they're they're like very like all they keep it in the family over there. Okay. Like they don't want the American no outsiders. Them. Like yeah, it's like very. So I tried to like you know make some I talked to a couple of like Japanese engineers when I was out there and tried to pull up on the studios, but they're always busy, whatever. And I was also like I really wanted to like see the sites and sure JP the Wavy. That's a good name. He's a fire Japanese rapper. First check box check. Just have a fucking good ass name. Exactly. Dude. Damn. All right. Maybe that'll be the outro music. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about the T or was that a thermal? What do we got? This on is Pa. Oh, shit. So pa. shout out Pa, friend of the pod. I, I love them. Yeah, they so rock. The socks, actually. I don't oh, know. No, they're not. Fuck. Oh, they're not. I changed my socks at the last second. Mm. Why were they stinky? No, they were just like a little like it wasn't too matchy. Vibe. Too matchy. What about the cords? Uh, These are acne. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I love acne pants in general. They make great, great. pants. Their denim's kind of fallen off. Ever yeah, has it? Kind of I, I don't wear denim. They I just, changed the really? denim program. What's the like, thinking there? I just I just only used to wear jeans and that like I bought like a bunch of slacks and cords and that's it. Now. You're on your grown man shit. I don't know that I am. I just, you know. Those have pleats? No. Okay. I wish. That's the next level, dude. I have I have, I have a few pleats. pants with pleats, but I'm kind of like off pleats now too. I've like moved <laughs> we off in, pleats. I've just like moved we into more and being more and more comfortable and more and more like you know, yeah, bro. I mean, you were physical. You were in physical distress from sitting at your desk for so long. Your chair for yeah, so long. My back hurts. Twisting knobs and shit, right? Yeah. yeah, it's all about cozy. Yeah, all cozy my jeans are vibes. one size too. All my pants are one size too big. Because like by know. design. Yeah, because you wear tight right? pants, and you sit down. It hurts no way, dude. Grow into them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what about the new socks? These are Front Street General. General. Ooh. Oh, we were just uh, yeah. That we were across the street. We're across the street there. I love it. Yeah. And then the newbies. Oh, yeah, and then I have the the green New Balance. I don't know. They're the nine nine ones. I don't know what the they have. They're like fucking name. fire. Bro. I love them. Are you a big New Balance guy? I wasn't until I bought one pair, and now I am. You're forever converted. That's all it takes. Yeah, they yeah. are the marijuana of. They're just so comfortable, themselves. especially like yeah. the nine hundred series. That's an so. indica for your feet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Sleepy but, strain. but you but you keep the Crocs on deck. I like in the studio. Yeah, when you're trekking, I don't. Around the I don't studio. wear shoes in the studio. Mm, and then I always feel like. Wait, we're supposed to take our shoes off? No, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I'm like, I'm going to be, I've, I've never worn shoes in the studio. Like even back in the That's day. That's always been like your trademark. Like I always just take them off the second I get to the studio. How, it's super respectful. Honestly. Did you ever get flack from like any rappers that are like, yo, put your fucking shoes on. You disgust. No, Who's this crazy really white nice boy? To me. Foot. I, I think, I think like when I first started, I always had a cosign in the room. Like when I met Metro, who's like the first person I ever worked with. Metro. Uh, the manager, Chris, was like, Alex is the guy. Mm. And so, like, I could take my shoes off. Right. You know, you have a cosign. And then Metro introduced me to Thug, and like, Alex is the guy. Right, right, right. And then uh, the cosign is everything. Yeah. The and cosign also, they, is what allows you to pat around right. in socks. Only. But also, I was wearing Clarks all the time back then, and those, okay. would, those would get you made fun of way Really? Fast, I mean, way it's, such a, than, it's such like a Wu-Tang, Shaolin, New York thing, right? Versus right. And, like, well, in Atlanta, it's like sneakers. Like, right. That's the thing. And so I was wearing like boots and they were like, like they were <laughs> like boot ass. Yeah. <laughs> so they, like they call them like the engineer threes or some bullshit. <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's p- probably why I started taking my shoes off. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, like, I'm not going to get clowned yeah, again. I'm, not getting clowned. I'm leaving these Fool me once. fucking side. The mixed master twos. Yeah. yeah. And ring. Oh yeah. Let's talk about the jewels. This is my grandpa's. Oh shit. And he left it to me or he left it to Was somebody. Was grandfather and- a rapper that has oh, a nice little stone in it. I think. So old thug. Yeah. So my grandparents lived in the Bronx. Okay. And my grandpa was a taxi driver. And he noble put, profession. He put three daughters through college. 
Damn. On a taxi driver's salary. Yeah. Back when men and, smelled of milk and gold. And my grandma ran numbers for the mob. Okay. <laughs> and I, a lot of air quotes around I that. I don't know. We I never knew what that meant. She, she was a number. bookie? She was a bookie. Yeah. My grandma was a bookie, apparently. Damn, your grandparents sound fucking cool as shit. They were, they were super cool. And I want to know more because like when my grandma was like on her deathbed, I went and visited and everybody left the room for a minute. And she was like, she thought like the nurses were like stealing from her. Sure. She was just not all As there. They are but then to she do. like <laughs> in a moment of lucidity slash not lucidity, like thinking she was 40 something years in the past was like, there's somebody that can kill these people. Oh my God. And they owe me a body. And I was like, they owe me a body. And she like, like she's an old Puerto Rican woman. So she obviously that's not how she said it, but she said something along those lines. And I was like, there's some more mob yeah. shit that Bro, I, I want to know about. Grandma was spitting bars up until the very yeah. end, up until the end. Meemaw I want to know, running the I block. know more. Wow. That's I thought about going to the, the, there's like a bar, like an Italian bar in the Bronx near where they lived. And I want to go there and be like, listen, who knew Shorty and yeah. who knew Gloria? Right. Yo, like, and Abuela, like, are you a cop? Yeah. What's a, the statute of limitations? Abuela Gloria was just fucking running the bar. Yo, shout Carmen out to Gloria. Grandparents Carmen everywhere. Gloria. Literally the, the most mob name. Right. Ever. She was, uh, you know, yo, someone's got to write a Bronx Tale, the sequel. Yeah. And lest we forget the panties. Yeah. What underwear do we rock in? Something oh. comfortable, I have to assume. Just, yeah, Calvin Klein. Boxer the, briefs? Boxer briefs. Nice. The ones with the big letters, like the fancy. Oh, ones, sure. Nice ones. You know. Oh, and what about the jacket that um oh, this it is, is 75 degrees out today, but yeah, I, I, I this is I was gonna wear something heavier and then I walked outside and I was like, oh no, I'm changing. This is uh and Austin. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Austin or one of his new favorite brands. One of our new favorite brands. I, I mean sure. I DM'd you about it. Oh, that's like, right. Yes, that's like, how this conversation this I, all came together over Ann Austin Johns. Yeah. A love for Ann I, Austin. I love them. Shout so them I, out for connecting. I have, the the I have the jacket and I had the work pants that fire like the that match. And then I was going to buy the same cardigan that yeah. you sold out. Big, the big sold out. Boy. But I had literally just bought like a bluish purple sweater. Mm. And I was like, it's kind of crazy to buy a, like, it's a very it, specific garment. It, it's a very, you know? it's just like, is it crazy? It's not. But, I mean, it, it is, but not but to it's, me. It's, it's the not, right not to, kind of crazy. Not to a John's enthusiast. And I just spent like so much money on a fucking cardigan from fucking, you know, CHDM. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Shout out Sweet so, to. I love them and yeah. I'm there all the time and they have they had like an orally oh, cardigan yeah, the, like a wool one it's, you're a man of exquisite taste in cardigans and just really everything I Crocs just, gibbets as well we haven't talked about oh, hundreds the, of gibbets on the, your Crocs I can shout on another company okay uh, not impressed New York City she did the gibbets the little flower ones okay they're like beads she does like a like makes like women's bags wow. and stuff at, like all the beaded bags you know how there's like the thing all, and all your clothes like this fit included are very like high quality but understated and not like loud they're not like screaming from the rafters or anything when you're in the studio with rappers do they who gets the fact that you are operating on this like higher plane and who kind of looks at you and it's like oh this fucking norm core whatever Doug norm, gets it yeah Doug gets Doug it, gets he, it. He, Doug, sees, he sees the text out he's like ooh this is nice well, also like I, have, I have like uh, you can't see it but there's a Bottega bag in the corner oh there it is and like, okay so he, <laughs> okay all right so like last time we hung out was, woven motherfucker what are we talking about it's just the, the padded the okay. cassette bag yeah yeah last time I saw him was the album release for punk which, yeah which I didn't work on but like he's like one of my best friends right. so I went to the album release we own did bowling. you smash up the Rolls Royce Phantom oh no I didn't do that that was in Atlanta <laughs> I think but, no, uh, that was in LA. We were, we were oh, in, in LA. LA. Oh, yeah, it was, it was in like, LA. Uh, on Fairfax or some shit. Yeah. It was probably right by the, stu the studio that he's always at. Um, but we went bowling 
for his album release. <laughs> okay. Fire. He loves bowling. Is he good? He's fucking nasty. He's nice. Yeah. Me and him were betting like a thousand a game. Oh, and, really? Yeah. How is your bowling? How much do you, much do you lose? Good. Yeah. I lost I lost one thousand. We went, okay. We went two and one. Rappers love bowling. I know Wayne's a big bowler. Yeah, I mean, uh, bowling uh, definitely two rappers. Pusha T is a big Pusha bowler. T. Yeah, everybody in YSL bowls. Okay. Every single person. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Like T shine bowls. Is it because of the neon, the neon black lights and everything? I, I think it's just because bowling is the best thing you can do. It's just fun as hell. It's just with your boys. Just fucking. Yeah. Well, it's it feels also like, like sport. Yeah, you can not, come, well, you can smoke weed and do it. Yeah, you can do anything and do it. Yeah, I mean, anything. I did. I. I'm not gonna say it. Okay. My dad. My. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. All right. And you're drinking some water straight from the tap. Out of, glass, out of a no glass, no plastic, uh-uh. out here at, the, at Tume Studios. Saving the environment yeah. every sip. Also, Alex, like, I think that I'm not allowed to use the plastic bottles here. I don't know. That, really? That's the studio rule? Those are like for the clients. What are your studio rules? I mean, mine? Yeah. I don't have any. Okay. You do whatever you want. Anything, Anything goes. goes really? Anything goes in this room. As long as I don't have to like deal Clean with up. it, you know? Who's, well, the, who's like, the messiest person that ever that you've ever worked with? I yeah. feel like that's pretty glass. messy. Oh, really? Like, but like, which is like ashing on the floor. Yeah, blunt yeah, guts everywhere. Yeah, he's just carefree. Right, because he's a, he's a he's, spirit. He's, he's operating yeah, on he's, another he's, fucking he's wavelength. On, he's on another plane. And I he's a banshee. He's not I, a human. I think him operating on another plane is fine. Right, like, so he I, could be messy. He could do whatever. When you're the goat, you could take a shit in the corner. Yeah. Like, he, I mean... Uh, has Thug ever taken a shit in the corner? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. He's pretty respectful. I think I think That would be a step too far. He's messy, but... Like he's messy, but as a as a um, product of being carefree, sure, and not as a product of being like fuck you. I'm gonna just right, right, right. Space. It's him just having a presence. He's pure yeah. of heart. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Thug. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. So obviously, we have a bunch of Thug questions. You are his right hand man, BFF. mixing and mastering for years. You've now kind of spread your wings. We're yeah. going to talk about like current stuff too. But when you were working with Young Thug through all the years. What's just like the most genius moment that you ever witnessed where you're just looking at him and you're just like, my goodness, fucking light bulb. How did this man do this thing? Um, he did. I mean, there's countless. Sure. Right? Like, we probably do a whole pod on his yeah, goat like, moments. The, when we first started working, he was not like a studio guy. Like he didn't like rapping. He didn't like being in the studio. And okay. I think like part of the reason he started to like making music so much is he when me and him started working he didn't have to like deal with an engineer being too slow, whatever, yeah, right. throwing him off his game. Um, and then like Metro was there and Metro, obviously I like, can, and Southside and all of them are feeding him some of the greatest beats of sure. all time. And especially in that era, it was like a perfect storm to make him be like, Oh, I'm at home now in the right. studio. And then, yeah. And then the studio, like we had a pool table, we had like games, we had whatever. It was very like family, like, the studio, all the rooms revolved around the center room. And you walk out and there's people playing video games. There's people well, communal, hanging out. Yeah, it was, very was this Metro like studio in Atlanta or was it? This was Dallas Austin. Okay. Right. Oh, studio, yeah. which was owned by another couple at the time. They were like doing their own thing and they hired me and through them hiring me, I was like the head engineer there, but I was only supposed to be the tech. And then people were like, we need an engineer. And I was like, I guess I'll fucking record yeah, I can do that. Who's and better at pool? Your Doug. It used to be me, but then he got, like is, he's just good at everything. I swear like to God, he's like competitive. A, well, he's very athletic, right? He was a quarterback. Yeah, he's, a, he's an athletic. Yeah. He definitely has like good hand-eye coordination, and he also like will do something until he's good at it. Right. right. He just will keep doing it. Repetition. Like, when we first started playing, I was like, "Oh, this guy's really bad at pool." And then like a week later, I was like, "Oh, this guy's really good at this." And like two months later, I was like, "Oh, this guy's better." So besides becoming a pool shark in the gym, yeah, bitch, he wasn't with him. So besides becoming a pool like a, a professional pool shark, what is like the moment where you're like, "Holy fucking shit, I'm in the presence of greatness." Um. So 
obviously watching him record a song where like Danny Glover was the first like one of the first songs I ever recorded with him. I think it was literally the third song I ever recorded with him. Wow. And he did like anybody who's worked on a song like Southside and TM, like they'll talk about how they made the beat in five minutes and Doug made the song in five minutes. And then it came out like that. Like I mixed it in the process. Like what you hear is like that 10 minutes. And I, I hate time constraints and like how long something took adding to the, the, right. The mythology of it. But in this case, I was like, it's also one of the great, like one of the greatest songs of that decade. I just bought a Bentley and a bitch came with it, dude. It's one of the most, it's definitely like a pivotal moment in Atlanta rap. In So rap Farm in to Table, Danny Glover comes together in 10 minutes. About. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's every single every single line was what I remember being like, I'd punch him in, he'd do the line. I'd punch him in, he'd do the line. I'd punch him in, he'd do the line. It was all off the top of his head. What the fuck? There was no retakes or anything. Right. The hook was one take. Incredible. The verses were all like, like there was nothing that where he was like, okay, do it again. Right. And which even, even for him, like he'll, he'll run it back or whatever. But like, that was like a moment where I was like, this is all this like magic, something like somebody come look. Something's happening. Right. Somebody come this, in here. Yeah, this is come just me and him in the room. I'm like, somebody get in here. <laughs> I actually like ran out of the room. I was like, you got to hear this to everybody. Right. Brought everybody in the studio into the room. I was like, listen to this fucking song. Is Danny Glover, was that before Stoner or after? Because those were like one, two. Okay. After. I met him after Stoner. Okay. Stoner was like starting to become a thing. Right, right, right. Him. So you've, you cut a song with him in 10 minutes. How many songs in total would you say that you've done with Thought? Thousands. Thousands. Easily. For the first week, like when we started doing Rich Gang yeah. stuff, the first week of the Rich Gang, which lasted a few months, we did 75 songs. Wow. One week. Damn. And these shits are just in the, most of these are in the vault? Most of them are in the vault. A lot of them, there was like that horrible leak situation. Right, right, right. A lot of them came out during that. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of them are in the vault. A lot of them are on the tapes. Like, like some of them made Barter Six. Some of them made The Slime Season. Some of them made... Obviously, Rich King, the tour. Like, right. So, like, a good bit of them have come out, yeah, over the, like, over the years, but fucking crazy. Well, so with you, you're a man of comfort. You like being comfortable in the studio. You like the Crocs. You like shoes off, um, big pants. What does Thug typically like to wear? As he became, as you watched him evolve into a studio yeah. guy, mm. did his wardrobe evolve along with that? I feel like he's always been, like, a sweatsuit kind of guy. Like, in the stew. Mm. I think also when he's traveling, like yeah, yeah, you know, I feel like comfort. He, yeah, he's very much of the same mindset. He wears a lot of tight clothes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Like he's like a <laughs> he's like a a medium guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> child like, medium. Yeah, and I'm I've never been of that mindset. Like I used to wear like skinnier jeans, but right. like I was definitely never of like the skinny skinny. And he's always been that. But I I think now he's in like the bigger pants world. Damn. I feel like I've seen him in like the the flared pants. Is he always in designer? Or do you ever catch him in like Puma or Fila? <laughs> I think designer twenty four seven. Like I, if it's always. a sweatsuit, it's still designer yeah. always. We used to we used to call it not missing the swipe because when he'd go shopping, I'd be like, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would very much like. A How much the money you've ever seen him like spend then on a, on a, a shopping spree? Um, I, he went to in Paris. We were at like a Saint Laurent. I think he spent like thirty forty grand. I, did, I was never like with him on like the big trips. Which right, like, right. He's posted like the receipts. Oh online yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Do you? How much money do you think you've spent or has been spent on you when you weren't missing the swipe? Uh, not not much. I mean, I I did, like, yeah, let me get this, let me get these Celine socks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got I got a wallet once. And, uh, uh, Saint, a Saint Laurent. Okay. Wallet, and then he also got uh, our camera guy a Saint Laurent like passport wallet. Fire. And the camera guy, BLB, swiped my headphones, and he's like, "I'll give them back to you." <laughs> 
And but I had the Saint Laurent wallet still, and I was like, okay, cool. Whenever I get the headphones back, you get you get your swaps, yeah, passport, yeah. and I have it here. <laughs> I still have the passport wallet, so there you go. When we were texting to kind of set up time, our studio time to come up here in the beautiful uh, Stu May. You were very nice. gracious and kind, and you were like, um, you were a consummate host. You were like, yo, do you guys like any specific waters, any specific candles, snacks, incense, etc.? Like, what's what do the thugs need? What what are thugs needs? Not the thug. What are thugs ask when he's coming into the studio? Um, I think in general, like he's not the kind of person to have like a like a rider. Okay, but all the studios know it's like sour candies, right? Like, um. His current engineer, Baines, has a studio in L.A., and that's where he is most of the time. And that studio is literally just stocked. Like, it has, like, a like a side of the room with, like, a bookshelf of just candies. Nice. <laughs> Which, the first thing I do, I don't even say hi to anybody. I walk into that room, and candy, I grab, like, treats. a whole bunch of candies, fill up my pockets, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, he's got to go chill at Benny Blanco's pool house. That man just yeah. has Japanese candies, like, along one wall. It's like the movie theater style where you just, like, yeah. um, open the chute. Oh, just like grab a bag. I I had um like a small like little endorsement thingy with Trolley where they were sending oh, me like, every release they were sending That's me a stuff. Big plug. And I asked them to build that. In, oh yeah, in like the, the 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 canister is it coming. No, no, they said oh. fuck off. But <laughs> you tried though. I tried. Respect. And That's bro. what's important. I'll probably do it myself at some point. What does the like, smell like? Good. I mean, he's like he's like very like manicured, takes care of himself. Like right. I'm sure he's got like a litany of. Uh, Colognes and right. Has he I'm sure he has that a way professional or, grooming routine. You know? Has he always been that way? Or did that kind of again involve with like you know when he got his money up? I feel <laughs> he like he's always taking, bad. <laughs> I feel like he's always taking care of himself. I feel like I mean, I'm trying to remember like way back in the day, but like by the time I had met him, he was very much of the of the mindset of like I'm I'm the. I mean, guy. this man is so has such an amazing image, which is obviously like mm-hmm. self created. Yeah, right? he had. I mean, he had. I know his stylist uh, Zoe is like a big part of like introducing him to new stuff sure. but you can't tell him what to wear mm. you can't show him something he dressed like, himself every day yeah and he, and you can show it you can give him options i'm sure but he's gonna pick what he wants yeah you gotta curate for the curate yeah you know has he ever influenced your swag besides just like buying you shit and, um, and then, mean, then have you ever influenced him where he's like ooh. yo where can i cop some pa yeah some new balances <laughs> I, I did. There was a pair of shoes that I bought him once because I, I wore it. He's like, get me a pair. And I was like, all right. Well, where the heck? Uh, it was, I think it was just like red, like all the all red Hirachis. Like, oh, shit. Okay. Back in, like when they first dropped, right, I was right. just at a fucking Nike store. Then we both <laughs> wore them on tour, <laughs> which was kind of cool. But other than that, yeah, it was just like a couple of pairs of shoes that he was like, you need to get me those. Get me those. Have you ever like. Maybe taking a second look at on like a rhinestone see through shirt or something. Where you say, "Yo, could I pull that off?" Yeah, I, I know I can. <laughs> Not even a no, question. Um, but I, I think like there's like obviously his taste in like sweats and stuff, like the very expensive sweats. I'm like, okay, I could I could get that, or like the Balenciaga jackets and right. shit. I'm like, those are sick. Yeah. Um. So you had you've worked with this man across thousands and thousands of songs. You know, spanning multiple errors of his career and your career if you had to like narrow it down to just one thing which i know must be incredibly difficult what's your favorite thing about just working with the man professionally speaking everything felt important everything mm. and i think monumental even right right and obviously that's what you're chasing when you do music it's the real reason you get into it is to make something that people remember down the line and obviously the way that music is digested now isn't really conducive to that 
So you might make something amazing and people might care about it for a week or two. Mm. And then they'll never talk about it again. Whether or not the song's amazing, whether or not it should be permanent, whether or not it's a classic in your mind or there's a, a niche amount of people that will hold on to it forever. But with him, because he's so enigmatic and because people talk about him so much, the music I feel like gets has a longer life. It sticks. It sticks. Has a tail. And also the music is fucking incredible. Yes. He's also like an influ like he's also so hyper influential. Like other music sounds like him. So Oh, for sure. Whether or not like he influenced a generation, right? Him and future. Him and future like fully influenced a generation. And then now you have like XXX and Juice World right. and Playboy Cardi, and you can hear that in the in the newer generation already, which is crazy because like they're young. Right. You know? They're in their twenties. These kids like, are now in their teens. And these kids are in their teens. Yeah. It's it's like hyper influential and like right. the it, speed. And it's, it has nothing to do with I, I, I you want to blame the labels, you want to blame like the like anything but Well, do you think there's blame to go around or is that just like I think I, a I, symptom I, of the world that we live in? At now? the risk of, you know whatever who's ever Tim Cook, is he in charge of Apple? Uh, yes. yes I yeah, at so. the risk of him getting me Tim code. Apple, I believe is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Tim <laughs> Mr. Apple. Mr. Apple. Yeah. At the risk of Mr. Apple, I think it's the platforms. Yeah. I think Spotify, whatever that guy's name from Spotify, I think Apple, I think fucking Algin or Jer Jergensen. I think I think the easy the the easy comparison for anybody that was around in the nineties is TRL changed how we digested music. Fair. Every week they wanted a new hit song. They yeah. wanted you to care about some new number one. The music new Fallout Boy record. Right. They wanted that. And so like even <laughs> then, like that was like way faster. The, the the cycle became way faster because of TRL because of that and then Napster and like the whole like yeah. digital age made it even faster but like streaming is at a whole nother level like every like if you, when your album is not new that week you don't see it on right. the front page like and, Marshall McLuhan said man the medium is the message so now you're creating music that fits the medium which right. in this case is the streaming platform or like the yeah, social no, everybody's just trying to keep up and I feel like it would be it would be I, obviously it's never going to happen but like, I'm not saying halt all progress, <laughs> but, <laughs> digital, Stop! but digital, digital yeah. stuff like, like our brains still haven't acclimated to Facebook or MySpace or Friendster or what the fuck ever 20 right. years ago. And this keeps changing. And I'm like, let's just, let's let, let's, let's, let's catch up to Twitter. Like, yeah. let's, let's We've figure that wired. out. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think obviously the long-term effects we don't know and, you know, and the way that music is being digested now has nothing to do. Like people are always like music isn't as good now. And I'm like, you're a fucking moron. That's a terrible. Tip. That's just the, Such honestly, the worst. there's more good music in 2021 yeah. than there was in the 1960s combined. All Bars. Yeah. Fuck the Beatles. Facts. Fuck well, the no, Beatles. don't, don't get crazy. Don't get out. No, young fuck the Beatles. There you go. God damn. There you go. I'm going to get you. I say fuck the Beatles. All the really? Time. I love the Beatles, but fuck them. But, but fuck them. Okay. Who's I better, can go with better Migos or the Beatles. Migos. There you go. See, I like that though. Love the Beatles, but fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Beach Boys are better. Is Young Thug the Beatles of 2021 or of this century? I feel like. In terms of what? All influence? four of them influence drug consumption, drip. I don't know. I feel like whoever influenced the Beatles is who, who Young Thug is. Okay. So Bob yeah. Dylan? Yeah. I think Thug he's is more, probably more like a Bob Dylan he's more of a figure Bob Dylan. than the Beatles. Yeah, he's figure. still going. Yeah. What's the worst thing about working with Young Thug? Yeah. Just. Work wise, the time, yeah, the amount of time that it that the commitment, the commitment, the time commitment is like it, it's a 24 7, 36. So I took two days off from the studio between 2013 and 16. What do you do on Bro. those two days? Um, slept okay, 
So what's your I think suit? I went to a wedding and a funeral and I slept. Jesus. Damn, life, death, music. Bro. Yeah, yeah bro. I literally like left the, the day, circle. came back the night, and that was it. And then just went back to your ass groove in the studio chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was there. I was there. And I also became I became his DJ during that time. Right. And like, so like there was no time, there's no time to be a human being. Was it a constant slog or was there one instant yeah. when you're doing on this like 24, 7, 365 call where you had to go like really above and beyond, like, like, I don't know, travel across the fucking country, like get a hard drive or something. Uh, I flew the one. of So Doug and Rihanna had like a session that were supposed to have a session. And I flew from Atlanta to LA. The session got canceled and I flew back to Atlanta. Damn. And that was like, and they just wanted me to bring the hard drive. Right, That's right, what they right. Wanted. You're and a bag I, man at that point. And I was like, degree. okay, cool. I'll bring the hard drive, whatever. And I also really want to work on this session. Sure. But like, yeah, I'll, I'll fly across for the session. And the session got canceled. I just got shit faced on, on like, <laughs> I got the mess. I like always buy the fucking whatever Wi-Fi in the plane. Right. I got the text. Like while you're leave, on the way to LA. Oh, it's like, don't leave the airport. <sighs> and I was like. I'm getting fucked up. Like yeah. this is. Did you cop the return flight while on the flight outbound? Uh, I didn't buy my own flight. So no, not, of course, of course. I, I didn't have, <laughs> especially back then, I didn't have the money to do right, that. Of course, like, the day of flights, I'm like, now nah, you're paying for that. <laughs> well, you've been this man's right hand dude for so many years. You've also worked with Drake, Twenty One Savage on their project. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. What's the secret to working with and getting along with you know people that are legitimately, literally legends? Yeah. I mean, I met them all pre that status in general. Like Travis hadn't put out. I, I worked right. in days before sure. radio, so he had his niche following. But I mean, no, like one thing I'll say about Travis is like the first time I met him, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the biggest artist I've ever. Oh, you knew 100 percent. Interesting. I heard. Um, you feel that way with upper Drake echelon? too? I mean, Drake, I met like way way okay. later in the game, and like I, the only thing I ever did with Drake was work with him through Travis Scott. Okay. On if you're reading reading this, I worked on the song Company. Right. And right. I've also like worked with OVO a lot. Like I've worked with 40 on like Party Next Door and Roy Woods and a few other things. Um, but Trav, you knew like from the first second yeah. you heard Upper Echelon. You yeah, I heard Upper, Upper Echelon. That's when he was like very connected with TI mm -hmm. and Hustle Gang. He was on Grand Hustle. right? Yeah. And yeah. so like he was in the studio with Hustle Gang working on the Hustle Gang 2 tape. And he was like there working on like just a feature song on that on that mixtape. And we worked for like a couple minutes and then metro introduced him me and him working on days before and he knew me through thug so i was like literally that was like the i would say like of all the times in my life that have to be like the most pivotal it's like i went through a breakup and i was in the studio working on rich gang at night and days before rodeo in the morning and right. that was it like That's i would get insane. to the studio at 10 a.m work with travis until 5 p.m and from 5 p.m until i until travis came back I was working on Rich Gang with Birdman and Rug right, and Rich Kwong. Gang. Hence the no sleep. No, literally. How do you date? Is that or is that why you broke up? That's yeah. <laughs> You're you married chose, to the game, bro. You chose yeah. the game over a girl. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and again, the game chose you. Yeah, that's, that's part of why I like you know backed away from the recording full time kind of gig. It's like I was like, oh, I would love to be alive in my a own human right. person. Yeah. Well, what's the secret to in the studio? Is it is it, are you like meant to be kind of like a wallflower, just kind of chilling in the back? When you're talking to whether it's Travis Scott at the very beginning of his career or Drake when he's already you know one of the fucking yeah. biggest artists in the world, what are best what practices? Is yeah, don't I? I think learning how to read a room is really important, and I always like 
I was literally just having this conversation because it's such a it's such a skill that seems like a no brainer. It's like when you walk in a room, be a little bit quiet, right. just enough to be like, okay, this guy doesn't think I'm funny. Like, you know, like throw a joke <laughs> yeah, out there yeah. and be like, okay, I could learn a thing or two from this. To be honest, yeah, like okay, this guy doesn't think I'm fucking funny. I'm just not gonna make jokes anymore. Right, yeah, right. I'm don't, not the joke guy. Today. What is he like? Yeah, okay, right. I'll do that. I'll talk about food. Sure. Like I love food. This is the act like you've forever. been here before type. Yeah, thing. exactly. Co- learn how to code switch. Right. Like I've I've always I've always had. Not that. I just want to clarify. Not <laughs> no, James's okay. advice. Not Alex's advice. Yeah. In terms no, it's of like, all right, well, let's be let's be a foodie guy. Let's yeah. be the funny guy. Yeah, 100%. I think we will say wearing a bunch of different hats. Wear, yes. Yeah, wear, we'll, wear we'll hats. Be a chameleon. Yeah, there know? it is. Um, a room but chameleon. like, I, I've had a bunch of assistants. Not my new ones. My new ones know how to read a room. But I've had a bunch of assistants where I'm in the room and like we're working on something. And he's like, "Why don't we try this?" And I'm like, "You need to shut up. Pipe down. Shut the hell up." And it's not. It's not even that you're wrong. It could be fucking right. Pull me aside, and then I'll tell them that you said it. I'll make sure you get credit, whatever it is. But like, I don't want to say go, go through the proper channels because that's part of why this industry sucks. Right. The gatekeeping. Yeah. But but don't like people expect something of you, so at least be their expectation for a little bit. Yeah. And then let them learn to you know like you for other reasons you know like when i first started working with travis metro whatever i was very quiet and then like i was like oh let me clown somebody real quick let me just throw let me throw a joke get one little dart in yeah and they're like oh he's funny like (laughs) great got it got you know so i'm like cool i can make jokes here okay cool let me do this let me do whatever like me and thug like obviously like when we first started working there i was extremely quiet the first two times i worked with him first two times we did i didn't even see him oh shit he's in the booth with the lights off (laughs) i had headphones on recording him and the second the song was over, he was gone. And I was like, what do you think about this? And he's gone. He's not right, talking right. to nobody. Talking to a ghost. You were seen and you were seen and not heard. Yeah. And so we're like, not seen and not heard, I guess. And he just told somebody else that I'm the only person that will ever record him again. And that's how I found out I was his engineer. And, and then, then I met him later. Right, right, right. After, like, after you've been hired. Yeah. And the third time was Danny Glover. Third time was Danny Glover. But upon so upon further inspection, you do have a studio rule, which I believe Kanye has a similar one, which is just shut the fuck up sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's just Wait for someone to ask your opinion. Right. And then be ready. You have to be yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Whenever whenever someone asks for some shit, you better have like all the information, whatever. Like any idea you have, you better know it's right. Like I'm always like, if you're gonna speak up, know you're right. Not like like obviously everything's an opinion, mm-hmm. but like if if there's like 50-50, don't say it. 90-10, don't say it. Hundred percent gonna go over well, say it. Okay. And then like the more you're right, the more you can be wrong. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Sure. You know? Know no your no fucking bat- role, people. No one's batting a thousand. What about like when it's like besides thug? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about like when you when you've been out for forty eight hours and the music is just like the loudest at you know turn up to eleven? There's just like crazy weed smoke in your face. Like people are partying, people are getting on your nerves. Like how do you maintain zenness in the studio? Um, so part of why I'm not a recording engineer anymore and only mixing is like I get to do my own schedule, right? Like I'm here by myself right now. Like Work I'm yourself. working today. Yeah. Y'all are here. I'm working. Technically, we're working. We're working too, yeah. bro. By the way, and like uh, so, like when y'all leave, I'm gonna mix a couple of songs, send them, and if somebody wants has notes, I'll be like, cool. I'll get to that tomorrow. Sure, I'm asleep. Like, right, right, right. I'm living I'm, my life. Yeah. Finally, yeah. And I'm I'm trying starting to make my own. Like obviously, there's a deadline. Like I did a, a Jackboy record recently, and they were like, we need these 14 songs by the end of the week. They got them. Right. You know, it happened. It happened. I I was here all night. Whatever. But you did it on your own terms. Yeah. Um. But back in the day, like I was known for like in between songs, takes, whatever, just disappear. Mm. I would just get up and just be unreachable. Like I need to get out of here. I would be in the studio, but I'd be in a a back room, like in in another session, talking, getting coffee outside, pretending that I smoke cigarettes, like just standing (laughs) out front, you know, something. And like 
just for peace of mind so you can like take like a break yeah also like there's something about sitting in the chair that is inherently stressful you know because like i mean i'm not going to mime it but like if i turned around my back's to an entire room of people right and they all want something from me right whether they're recording or not and also you know the homies want something so if like Mm. doug stops recording and there's an open verse and i'm sitting in the chair somebody in the room is going to hop on that song and sometimes that wasn't okay and yeah. sometimes Thug didn't want that. So if I made myself scared, for me and him, it worked out great. Right. Me being scarce, like he would go play pool. I would go fucking like watch a sh- TV show in the in the break room or the, the tech room and like, or like fall asleep. I used to fall asleep all the time just in the middle of the session. <laughs> um, that was actually my trick to going home. You fall asleep? I fall asleep at the desk <laughs> in the room. Like intentionally just be like, you just zonk out. I used to everyone- fake it. And then eventually I developed like, light like a light narcolepsy <laughs> and so like if the engineer's out like the fucking session's well, over well if you want to leave they know that you can keep going if you're like i'm tired i'm going home they're like you can keep going yeah <laughs> but if you're asleep right they're like we're going home this guy's fucking this guy's fucking passed out at the goddamn yeah. controls and birdman birdman's a, birdman's a nice guy like he overall like was very that. nice to me and like if Stop i if out. i was like falling asleep he'd be like Leave Alex alone. Don't touch him. Like everybody, go the fuck out. And they, they would like get a cat nap. They like turn the lights off and leave the room. Wow, and, that's so, so nice. Birdman will like tuck you in and make sure that you got like, a little fucking cat nap. Like, Alex, Put some water next to you. Like, okay, bye. Little snoozer. Some and I would wake up tea. and people would come back. Damn. You know? Oh fuck. But that's how you become like, a five star like, general, bro. And then like twenty minutes of fucking rest. We'll see. Thug had a big twenty twenty one. He put out Punk. Did you have a favorite album of the year? Um. I'm trying to think of what I've listened to a lot this year. I feel like you didn't what, post your Spotify wrapped. <laughs> I, I don't even have Spotify. Do you use Apple Music? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I use Apple Music. I like the interface better. You don't use Ponos, the Neil Young shit? <laughs> better with it's the, the better with sound. The, with the whole we proprietary love Young, interface. But fuck them. I, I just I can't get could it even have all the songs? It probably I has like I don't know how it works. Is it just Neil Young music? Like it's I just think like so. a trick. It's just a trick to make you listen to Neil. Yeah, you know, this only. is only where well, he has just so many fucking you know Lucy's like similar yeah. to like a thug. That he just I think, put out a new album. Yeah. All right. So yeah, what was your yeah, what was top like, of mind? What do you if you had to like what was what was up there for you? I feel like I listen to stuff I work on more than anything. Like you have so to, right? Well, after it comes out, I have a different attachment to it than just, I like this music. Right. It's personal. I'm like, oh, remember when I did this thing? Or like, remember like the moments? Like, it's like, it's like a time machine. Right. You know? So I feel like I listened to like the Jack Boy album more mm-hmm. than anything this year. Like, I, and on top of that, he's incredibly talented and right. super slept on. But, and he's from Broward, which I, where I lived for a very long time. So, like, which so when I you work on a project and it comes out, like, are you able to listen to it? Or are you kind of just, like, I completely detached from the engineering mindset. I honestly, like, so you listen that. to it and then you listen to it as a fan? As a fan. And I, I, I think it's like nice to be able to go, okay, I like I like this music. I'll give you a stream or two. Yeah. What goes through your mind when you're listening to like a thug project like punk that you didn't work on? What's that? Um, Sounds like shit. I don't I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't I mean it's hard for me to listen to stuff I didn't work on from artists that I care about because like I care about them and I want to be a part of it. But right. also like Baines is an amazing dude, a great engineer. But there's some FOMO, maybe. Or... It's always FOMO. Yeah, it's not like ill will or anything. Right, like, right, right. Like I, I like when Baines was here the night it came out. He so. was literally in this room the night it came out, like hanging out, like or the night after it came out, like just hanging out. Like where he's one of my best friends in music. Like, like I give him as much advice as I can about being in that situation and like trying to like have a life and do such a, like a demanding job. Right. But he's also like loves that part of the job. 
he loves being on he's call. He's built different. He's built different. Well, he like he'll like be holding Thug's snakes and like recording. Like, he's such a he's snakes he's, in the studio. He's a machine. Yes, Thug has like Damn, tarantula snakes, shit, a cat. Yo, like, he's, so he's a big animal guy. He loves you know animals. that he can just like reel off encyclopedic facts about animals. He loves animals. What's his favorite animal? <sighs> I feel like, snakes. I feel like it's snakes or tigers or some shit. Tigers. Well, we went. To, we went when we were in Dubai on tour. We went to a sheikh's house. And they had a zoo. Wow. Like and not like a, a zoo. No, like a fucking a zoo. zoo. Like fifty tigers. It was a zoo. And like fifty tigers? Fifty tigers. No bullshit. No bullshit. Wow. Not even, I, I, I could show you pictures. Do shakes fucking bang YSL? They love well, their kids love rap. Bro, okay. that's what when I was in Dubai. Oh, Fat Joe was Fat Joe like was a, at um Salt Bay's restaurant because he was obviously a, it's some like whatever the, the equivalent of like a quinceanera is. I was is gonna say what's mitzvah? the Muslim equivalent of a bar mitzvah? It's probably not a bar just, mitzvah. Yeah, just a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> but um and he was just there, like obviously not having a good time and just like got paid a million dollars to fly out, perform lean back, and go to the Salt Bay restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we went to the guy's house and like they the kids showed us their sneaker collection. Fucking insane. Obviously. How many like, pairs? You say house, but we're talking about thousands. a fucking yeah, you know, a, com- compound. a compound. Yeah. Um but like they had, they had like we were, we were in there like one of the game rooms, one of the many. I mean, I can't even like begin to draw the floor plan. Right, right. <laughs> right? I know I, I could draw the zoo. Right, hundred percent. Right, right. Did they have a recording studio? And how was it? Uh, they did not. They had they had a where Maybe we they got to hire had, a certain uh, engineer yeah, yeah. to build oh, the studio. The the amount of pitches I made when I was in Dubai, oh, sure, dude. I was like, you guys need a studio. You're in chill I'm like, there's so many famous. You know how much money you can right, make right, right. for real. I was like, also like. I'm pretty cheap. I'm the guy who I, can get it yeah, done. I could build the studio. Like, I would say like, it's only like a couple million dollars right, right, right. for a six months. No, like, your audience. And like, oh, that's it here. Like, take my fucking black and, card. And like, obviously they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But like, who wants to talk to me in that situation? Right, they don't right, right. want to talk to me. They want to show you the tigers. Yeah. But, yeah. but so they had a lion, a white lion that they had as a pet that like a dog, like free roaming. Like an albino was, lion? But it was, like, wait, hold on. It was just walking around. Uh, well, at one point, in its life for the first two years it was just walking around their house and then they left for like a vacation and came back and the lion was like this is my house now and so they had to like put it in like a an enclosure an enclosure i am the captain now and it had its best friend was a dog and there's a dog (laughs) in the cage with him and the dog was like please let me out of here (laughs) but the dog was like the side it was like a mountain something or other dog i don't know it was just it was a crazy trip but that's dubai for you god damn but yeah there's tigers and we were all like I have, like there's a there was a I posted a viral a picture of Doug that went viral of him like feeding a baby. That's that right. So like that was, was he tempted was like to that. buy a tiger after that? No, I don't think I you don't saw think. how fucking crazy he got. Yeah, you don't want to be responsible for a tiger uh, getting out in Atlanta. Big yeah. boy owns a tiger. That's right. That. He was telling us about and that owls. Too. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, obsessed yeah. with the owl. Like, the idea yeah. of having an owl, but and like, he breeds I'm French bulldogs. Yes, he does. Yeah. I've thought about. I, I thought about when I lived in Atlanta getting a French bulldog through Big Boy just to say that I did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> big Boy breed. Yeah, this exactly. Is big Boys. <laughs> this is technically a member of Outcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. no, Dungeon Family. It's yeah. this is Generation Four Dungeon Family. Yeah. Um, you're currently working on. You're you're working with uh snot. Yep. Or the dollar sign not. I don't know. But so we talked about the the kind of like the micro generations of how it's like Future Thug and then like Juice World, Cardi X. XXX, and now you have like these other guys that are kind of, and you see like the influence kind of mm-hmm. throughout generations. What stands out to you? Because you've worked across three generations now at this point. So, what stands out to you the most when you're working with someone from like uh, the current newest generation mm-hmm. as like the most different from um, maybe how like generations of like the Thug era have worked? Well, I think the some of the things that have carried down through generations is kind of like 
unintentionally are like the Sonics being rougher and rougher, mm-hmm. like, like like more lo-fi, more lo-fi, more, more distorted, more punk. And I, I mean, I said it six years ago. I was like, rap is punk. Mm-hmm. Like this is punk. This is rock music. Rock music isn't rock music anymore. Rock right. music is something completely different. It's indie pop. It's right. Even though even the hardest of rock music that it, uh, up to light of metal, where metal is metal, but right. like, rock music is literally not. There's no edge anymore. They're not pushing the boundary right. yeah, of yeah. fucking They're not. I'm sorry. Like, no, I, I love rock music. Right. I like, came up, like I worked with indie bands and whatever. I love it. But like, if you take a rock band now and a rock band 10 years ago, they have very, like the core ideals are pretty similar. Right. You know, whereas rap music from last week to this week does not feel Right, right, right. Completely and, like, detached. And yeah. like, you go back to like the early 90s of rock and that felt like that. You know, it felt like things changed. Like yeah. there was like grunt, the grunt. Right, right, right. Overnight, it would There shift. were new movements yeah. in rock overnight. Um, and rap feels the same way. And I feel like that, like sonically, and like they also like, like Uzi's clearly influenced by mm-hmm. Paramore. Yeah. And Panic at the Disco. And that level of like, like his melodies and like come from that. And I feel like. My Chemical Romance, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. But he definitely like the melodies, the guitar parts and like. There, there, there's, yeah. there's elements of the rock music bleeding over, and like obviously, like in the other way, like every artist has a rap beat. Like right. Every single, like the 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 instrumentals behind like most pop music, it might as well be trap or drill. Right, right, right. Like, um, but yeah, I think like the 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 main thing that's transferring down is like it's getting like the almost a degradation of the original sound is becoming cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler. Like the eight oh eight from 2013 is still being used Mm -hmm. but it's been passed down song to song to song to song to song and each one sounds a little bit cooler a little bit grittier has a little bit more saturation a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy eventually almost becomes like its own thing even though you can feel you can see the thread i i I, copy i was talking to somebody that like you can make you could literally make a very interesting tv show about the young chop snare okay or the spins 808 Right, you right, could right. do it. Those are those two sounds are more important than anything that's happened in the past ten years in rap or music in general. Like they've shaped how people make music. People make Sonic music landscape. around yeah. those sounds. Like yeah. they're like, oh, we need the chop snare. Oh, we need the spins eight oh eight. Like those are so important. And are these young artists coming to you because you are so closely associated with Thug and this they're like he's like their grandfather at this point almost? Yeah. I, I think um someone like Ski Mask reached out to me through Scheme because of my association with that world and like we this is a stamp on your resume right and i think it's just how consistent are you yeah like, are you consistently finding new artists like like i found thug pre his real big moment same with travis same with 21 like it's i was here i was there yeah. for it um and same with even ski mask like ski mask obviously had like big songs but like his that first album that he put out was like a huge moment for him and so like that kind of shows that i'm at least know what the fuck is up yeah you that you're ahead of the curve either. right does it get harder as you get older and as like more you um, get like a little less on the fucking pulse i think that the pulse moves left and right now more than up or down like and more forward or back or whatever like it's like okay we're gonna go here okay we're gonna go here now you know and i think the way you can find where you belong yeah you know and as i get older i i I feel less inclined to come off as like a one of the guys. Okay. I'm happy being like the unk. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Big to, homie. Yeah. I'm happy to be the, the, the 
whatever whatever I naturally fit into is where I want to belong, and like I don't pretend to be like that's my shit. Like right. like the, like I'm not like I'm listening to new music. I'm listening to whatever, but I'm not like pretending to be 19, right? And like dressing the part and talking yeah, the talk part. Two people like a, a, like how us. do you do, fellow kids? Situation. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I right. love the music. It's I, I definitely like enjoy it and like want to hear the next new thing and be a part of it but i'm also not like there are certain people in the industry that like want to be 19 forever and i don't want to do how that. does unc alex find new music like are you on tiktok like how do you find like what how do you what's your discoverable like discoverability platform i click through like i'll go on itunes and or soundcloud and click through until i find something i like just bounce around or like somebody like a lot of people send me and shit. Right, sure there like the people that like like oz will send me like shit all the time oz is the one who connected me with snot shit like he's snot's a and r and like that's how i linked up he's like i got this song like snot honestly is up there with thug to me for like favorite artists that i've ever worked with oh damn are your he dms is, just, a big cosign he's yeah. so good and like we had an album that came out during the pandemic beautiful havoc and it is fucking incredible but it suffered from the fact that nobody was outside Right. I think you couldn't hear it at the fucking well, nothing club. Got, right? I, same thing with the Party Next Door album I did. Right, right, right. Like that album, like the um, Believe It, the song with Rihanna, yeah. begged to be heard in a club. Sure. And there was nothing, none of that going on. And I think like. You the, hear that kinfolk, bro. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Damn. I think it's for the best of that kid. Kinfolk's gone. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> Shit, dude. You better. Yo, you're talking to two fucking big time kinfolk heads, dude. Yeah. King I think Kinfolk's like the only place in New York that I like regularly was about to fight someone. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a personal problem, dog. I'm not a. That's the thing. It's the only place. <laughs> so it's a kinfolk problem. Yeah, it's, a kinfolk problem. <laughs> it's, it's a that it's block only, in Brooklyn. Problem. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's the only constant variable. Who are some emerging artists that you got your eye on that maybe you haven't worked with just yet, but like you, they've caught yeah, your let's ear, manifest caught that your attention. Shit, I'm trying to think. Because I've been, I've been like I told you, I'm working with like a legacy artist beep, who beep, like beep, I, beep, yeah, yeah. i'm super excited about and i've been so consumed with that that like for the last year or so i haven't really been had, locked in i haven't really been listening to music but i'm just trying to think of like who i've reached out to do you recently. do a lot of reach out reaching out yeah, yeah. outbound versus inbound requests. like so fago like i like reached out and like i'm trying to i'm trying to think of who else i i, I reached out to a and r's i used to reach out okay. to producers but like producers all have developed their own team right. You know, a, like Metro has Ethan, and that's like if you go through Metro, Ethan's working on that song. Got it. Aspiring you know artists mean? now are so like plugged in that they'll hit in DMs everyone at the label. Mm -hmm. Like when I worked at I worked at Def Jam for like a year and a half, and like I was getting DMs like, "Yo, I can't help you. Like I work in social media and content, I can't help you." Yeah. But are they so savvy enough where they're finding the engineers and the and the mixers and and like hitting you up and and well, he's like, a Yo, guy. You're established. I mean, you got the blue check. But are, your, are your you. are your DMs just going crazy? My names suck. What is it? Just because they're yo, fucking. Yo, can fans? can you put this? Can, I'll give you 0.01 percent of the song if you can get Thug to rap on this and put it out. That's just all it is. Yeah. Have you ever discovered anyone in the DMs? Um. Besides us, my butt. My butt. <laughs> I can't. The the name escapes me because I have COVID brain. Right. Uh, Don't we all? All all names escape me. By the way. Right. Literally, like that's like I have to like I just have like a Rolodex where I'm like, oh yeah, that's that person's name. Like, thank God my girl and me have the same name. Like, that's really? Really? Yeah. Damn. Alex squared. Yeah. That's what fucking you name your kid? Alex, what are you? Yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> With a three. Alex Jr. It's the only yeah. way to remember. It's the only way I'll know my son's <laughs> yeah. name. Alex cubed. Yeah, or, daughter. Just, or daughter. Or daughter. Yeah, it's a, 
Wait, Literally. so there was someone, but you can't remember. Um, my buddy had just sent me this artist, and he was like, this person's fire. And I was like, there's no way. And I listened, I was like, this person's fucking fire. And that was nice. That was a DM I got, but it was a buddy. It was like right, something right. I, Okay, okay. I feel like, I, like, I click, I'm honestly like, I don't want to have people DM me more, <laughs> but I do click pretty much every one. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't I answer everyone or accept everyone, but even like the DM requests, like I'll look through each one because you don't want to miss, you don't want to miss the boat. You know what I mean? No, sure. You don't want to. So I listen to, and and even when people send beats and they're like, "Hey, you do this." If the beat was that good or that different or that unique, I would do it. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I also have so many friends that are producers that if I was to do that, if I was to like alley oop someone, it'd be someone that I care about. Right. 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 Sure. A friend and a fam. I mean, I don't know if this question is going to necessarily land because you seem like such a positive guy and so open to like whatever's new, whatever's next, whatever's happening, whatever was. But is there a trend in music happening right now that you wish would just fucking drop off the face of the earth? I think... Sonically speaking. Yeah, get on your hater shit for a second. Sonically speaking, no. I love... I love... The, I love everything sounding fucking crazy and distorted and whatever. Like, I, I love like being like, fuck you. Like, this is what we do now. Yeah. I love it. I like... Like, fuck the old dudes. Fuck the people who... Fuck the Grammy coalition or what the fuck ever. Fuck so is them. that is that what you wish would stop? Was kind of like the the old guard still being in power? Like the music industry is make is making more money than I, ever right I now. I think the more democratized music gets, the better. The more I think I think what we need is like a co op. Like I know uh, Zach Fox uh, is part of it as yeah. well. The, there's like a co op streaming. He talked I, about this on the pod. Yeah, I yeah. wish I knew the fucking name. Fuck, yeah. Again, COVID brain. No yeah. idea. No, no names anymore. Shout out Zach Fox, <laughs> rapper of the year. Um. What do you think of Zach Fox album? I love it. I worked on it. I mixed, really? I mixed a song. I mixed a Kenny song. Oof. And oh, I think, I mean, I, I've worked with, I did Jesus is the one too. Oh but, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> which it's like, I got I did depression. That, it, they sent it to me and it was the same recording from the cave. Oh shit. And so it was like done on a mic like this. And yeah. They were like, what are you saying about in the mic, next bro? This is not good? two hours? I love mics like this, but when you have, but <laughs> extra distortion, like but, this. but when you have the option to have like, you know, U87, whatever, it's nice. And also like he was performing for a show. So he's like moving around. And right, like, right. There's, there's not, it's not on a stand, yeah, you yeah. know? So I think I had like 30, 40 minutes to mix that song. And they were like, we're going to put it out. Like, well, it sounds so fucking cinematic. great. Dude. I love that song. <laughs> so he's like, why does, why does that sound so dry and in your face? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like that's what that song begged for. So like, what do you want from me? But you think it's yeah. uh slaves got to rise up and tear down the masters. No more masters. I, th- I think, I think labels in general are what they do is going to change and who who is deciding what's cool is clearly like it's the internet <laughs> it's well i mean they are like they they definitely like have have infiltrated the viral market like, yeah, yeah of course they're definitely like like all virality is fake at this point right like, it's paid you know, for it's it's all it's, it's it's all manufactured it's all manufactured and like i think that's what i want to go away i want the moments where like the memes and like what drove songs blowing up out of the middle of nowhere to be genuine again. Right. That was so nice. Kill like, all industry plants. D- like Danny Glover blowing up. Right. Is, and I like not to bring up back one song from no. five years ago, but like, or six years ago, whatever. Um, that blowing up overnight is literally the most insane thing I've ever we seen. We were at complex at the time, both of us. And like, I remember being like, what the fuck even is this? Yeah. But like Kanye, so Kanye posted good. it. Yeah. Like, he was like at a on party Kanye going University crazy. Blog. Yeah, it was, I was like, this is insane. And it was something that we did and it like was extremely organic and nobody knew. It was like, we all knew the song was fucking incredible, but no, you don't know. Right. You don't know what's going to fucking happen. You'd like to return to that kind of uh, Wild West 
where the world is the is the oyster for the people that have real talent, not just necessarily label power and money. Yeah, behind and them. I and I I think in a way that is still happening because that's how the, the label is using algorithms to find the next person that's going to blow up, and those people have you know the right amount of engagement naturally, and like like you like one thing I knew about Travis back in the day that made me know for I was right for sure is I would look he only had like two hundred thousand followers on twitter at the time or instagram or something like a smaller amount than thug whatever but his his engagement rate was like he would get like 50 60 000 likes were you one of those kids you know like the the famous like video where it's like travis's first concert were you one of the kids in the concert where it's like 12 dudes just like yeah travis uh, so that was like the old old <laughs> where it's like him and mike dean yeah exactly <laughs> that shit was so sick never give up and then it was like six months later they show like the fucking rodeo fucking tour or rodeo, whatever exactly. we've always you've always been you've always evangelized kind of just like spreading knowledge educating um kids on the ins and outs of like production and engineering and is that i want to talk about this like project you have coming up in 2022 where you're creating an entire album on a live stream is this to kind of like really like literally make this as transparent as possible well i think a lot of music professionals survived off of the mystique and the magic and like not like the the everything that happens behind the curtain is magic and that's yeah. it you know what i mean and keeping everybody like gatekeeping all the information but like the reason that even the reason that i'm sitting here at all is because i thought the shit i was working on was so cool i thought what i was doing was so cool that i literally wouldn't shut up like i was tweeting like 30 times a day about like You're cool shit that was happening and i was like and people responded because i i think of what i do a lot of as like what happens on the food network. Okay. You know, how so so. go on. Um, bam. What's cool about the food network is how it happens. You can't taste it. Literally the final product does not matter. Right. Like, yeah, it might look good, but like you care about like, Oh, that is cool. Like you watch like bone appetite and you're like, Oh, like the process is what's cool. Mm. And I think what, with engineering, the end product doesn't matter when you're talking about it. Like, obviously, the only thing that matters in the music part is the end product, right. not how you got there. When you're talking about it, like, when I show people that have no idea what the fuck I do, what I'm doing, like, that's fucking cool. Talk about the journey the to process. get to the destination. Yes. Like, yeah. the, the song, like, when it comes to the final product, it doesn't matter if you recorded it at home, whatever, whatever makes the final I'm product Mike, cool. Whatever. Yeah. But in the process of, like, making people care about it, the process is super important. I don't know if this is what you're going to necessarily be streaming, but I will say like the, the limited time I spent in studio, it is almost mesmerizing to see the engineer. And maybe it was because I was in like a room with like, you know, a bunch of like young guys and like studio hoes just, and just like drugs and alcohol and everything. And then this one old guy with a ponytail. Of course, of course, a ponytail. Yeah, exactly. always, right? And the he's wearing like, of an engineer. Literally. He's wearing some fucking like, you know, uh, roadie merch from like some yeah, 87 like tour. Shirt. Right, right, right. And the rapper's yeah. like, yo, run it, like run it back. Oh, let me hit this one. Let me hit that. Let me hit that. And the guy's like, without even saying anything, just like clicking around and like moving the most infinitesimal fucking fractions of a, of a sound around. Like yeah. it's crazy to watch someone like do that. It, it is like cooking almost. Yeah. Well, I think You're like chefing up there's there, there are parts of the process that no one even knows. My parents have no idea what I do. I've explained it to them Same multiple brother. times and they just don't like, yeah. uh, um, the life of a professional podcaster. Dog. Well, <laughs> I, my, somebody was talking about, there's like an interesting podcast would be like, getting two parents in the room and having them explain what their kids oh, are. Oh, a thousand percent. That should be God. your podcast. And if my one. parents did that, they would just be yelling at each other and both a hundred percent wrong. Right, right. They would have to hit, like, and I mean, they've tried, they've looked into it, they watched right. like, my other interviews and stuff and they've, 
they've they're proud tried. of their son. They're proud. You know, they, they have, have no they have. Their, I've never seen the Grammy. My Grammy. They've never seen it. I, I've never seen it. Because they have it. I sent it. I had it mailed to their house, and I don't go to Florida because I hate it there. Okay. So they always when I see them, I fly them here. We meet in L.A. where Got my it. brother lives. Or like, do they have it prominently displayed? I think so. What's what was the the Grammys for? Oh, this is America. This is America. I mean, Kanye is the most influential musical giant of our time. No denying that. Have you pissed in your Grammy? No, I haven't seen, seen it. I've Will seen you? It. How's he gonna piss on it? Will you he piss in your Grammy? I, I, I don't it. think I'd piss in it. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm extremely proud of getting it, and like my, my part in This Is America was small. I ju- I was there in uh in the studio with Donald for a few weeks, and I helped him put the song together. I recorded a few parts. And I did a lot of like arrangement stuff and like moving stuff around and like rough mixing. Did you the- record the thuggers part on like the mm-hmm. outro? No, okay. No, that was done after I was even oh, a shit, part okay. of it. And but my part was I put a lot of work into it, and I was like, please credit me as an engineer. I would love like this song's gonna be huge, whatever. They did, and then the- is that a hard me. ask to like? Or do you ask a lot of people that, or is it only in like certain instances? I think in, as an engineer, it's hard to get credit in general, so I'm always making sure that. I'm oh, you're credit. making sure, yeah. They they were not going to credit me, right, right. right. But yeah, I mean, my, like double checking. Yeah, I mean, and also like when when you're working in rap again, the Grammys suck if you work in. I rap. mean, Drake just pulled his name from the fucking ballots, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the Grammys they're they're, they're they they're don't a joke. they don't get it. They suck. They don't get it. There's a lot of like you know party. You throw a party so that they know who you are, so that they vote for you because that's all they know. Right, right, right. It's like they're not like listening or like they're 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 not. I mean, there's like five rappers that the Grammys acknowledges. The fact that Savage Mode never got a Grammy is just whatever. Oh, right, he got it with Cole, right? What? Yeah, he got it with Cole. Yeah, but Savage. I mean, to me, Savage Mode one was a, another one of the things that I did where it was like a pivotal, sonically, yep, crazy, but also like a pivotal moment in like music rap change after that. And that year it was a very large project. People loved it and got no no love no love at all and i was like fuck this I'm sure some well they clearly won. don't get it we're all team fuck grammys but was your french bulldog gordy upset when his grammy nomination when he did not win the grammy uh yeah he was devastated he's absolutely he's devastated. still he's still that why he has here. never gotten over yeah. it. he stopped working in music after yeah that. technically, technically the game dog technically that was his last credit damn well Shout you're a gordy. fucking grammy winning engineer you are very skilled at what you do the question though Alex, mm-hmm. are you skilled enough in engineering to make Lawrence's singing voice palpable? Hustlers don't stop. They keep going. Okay, wait. We can. You could lose your life, but it gonna keep going. Well, now, now your cadence is off. Okay. <laughs> if I tried. <laughs> I, fi- fix, I felt like we had it. it. Oh, then I, I felt like we it. had it. And then he well, yo, it. run it back. Let's yeah. like, yo, clip well, it out. Well, what we can do yeah. is you guys come back because like my recording setup's not up. And all we got to do is hook a mic up and really try. Okay. I will say, when you die, someone else was born is maybe the most profound line he has, that I've ever heard in music. And that's, he has that's many stuff. lines where I will stop and be like, Do you know what you just said? Do yeah. you know how deep that is? Yeah, right. Do you know how fucked you think I am for day? a week now thinking about this? He needs to be our poet yeah. laureate, bro. Yeah, he, he should get a fucking he Peabody, should. a Pulitzer. I mean, stream of consciousness is a very legitimate style of poetry. Yeah. And that's what he does. And like he is literally a lucid genius. He is literally just saying how he feels. It's very emotional. That I mean, future is the same way. Yes. You listen to a future song and you're like, damn, this is a banger. And also I need to go to therapy. <laughs> like what that, am I supposed to do when these racks is blue? I was fucking on a bitch, but I was thinking about you. <laughs> 
That, Shout out future, dude. Look, man, everything they say is a derivative of pain. You know what I mean? Right. In some way or another, whether covering it up with Hashtag money. Hashtag pain. They, like, there, it, there, there is a level of pain that these dudes have gone through that is insurmountable. Right. And this is their That is unfathomable for yeah. people like for us. People, which is why room. most people just listen to it like it's a banger and right. move on. But like the people who care are like, whoa. Right. Like, this is a lot. Man's put his you life know, honestly, on the la- on that was profound, Alex. And thank you. Do you I have try. a dream artist that you want to work with one day? Um, I used to. And I like you check the box. I checked most of the boxes okay. except for Frank Ocean. Oh, I don't think that'll ever happen. Speaking of an independent guy who's happen. outside the system. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever. I've met him. He came to the studio once. We hung out. We listened to a, a, a never released project. How was it? A full it was project? Awesome. Uh, my uh, a project that I oh uh, oh not his because I heard he's shop apparently he's shopping a record as we speak I believe it I mean he's he's here somewhere yeah. I've I've run into him once or twice you're not like it's, fucking uh stalking around the little canal just waiting for him to pop up no but you've never done a session with him you're I mean just like, he's shit. got he's got his team right and like I'm friends with like Vegan and a few other yeah. people on his team Caleb but that's another let's but what just a, trying to manifest that Frank would be the I'm, guy I just I just don't think it all what I about throughout, what about throughout history dream artist to work with Beatles throughout <laughs> um I feel like you know you have like the originators like like someone like Ray Charles would be fucking mm. crazy sure mostly just because I feel like I'd be completely outclassed and like have no business being there and that'd be nice would you be on like Ray Charles era technology or would you be on 2021 Ray Charles with auto-tune yeah <laughs> that would be actually fucking be so sick. Could, listen if anyone at home wants to fucking mock that up yeah, put exactly. on YouTube I, I mean I feel like technology has inarguably gotten better and it's not like we can't use tape and we can't go back right. I, you can see all my analog gear I have it I use it but like the new shit's cooler it's, better. <laughs> it's cooler you can do cooler shit yeah. and like yeah limitations made it forced the musicians to not fuck up and sure. be like creativity much, through constraint. Yeah. Right. I mean, Ray Charles was great. Beautiful singing voice. One of the goats. But right. Auto tune would make it better. It's that simple. It. <laughs> You're a very positive guy. But we got to ask, bro, who's the most difficult artist to work with? Hmm. I'm trying to think difficult. I think the most demanding artist is Travis. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think as like a perfectionist. He's a perfectionist, but it's also like an immediate level of perfection. He's like, let's make this sound like the final product in this moment. There's no also also like when we were working on rodeo, like Alan Ritter would be playing playing the keys right. to something like nine oh two one oh or uh oh my decide while Travis is recording his lead and it's all in one take right. and it's all live and it's all gotta be right in the moment. And I'm just freaking out, like try like turning knobs, like trying to make sure everything sounds right. Yeah, and like that's a that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, so I would say like drafts. It's it's one and done. It, I mean, there is a draft, but like what is being a lot of the fidelity of that draft is supposed to be at a higher level. Right. And also, like we're not replacing a lot of it. Like the keys are staying. Right. You know I mean, we might time them out. We might we might like edit, make edits and stuff, but that was staying. And like the amount of things that we had to do in the moment, it, given like we were in that, a house that they rented and we're built a whole studio in it right. in it to record in. There was an existing studio, but we added a bunch. Like Metro added like his key. There was there was a like a laptop setup that went into Pro Tools, and there was a bunch of keyboards, and there was a mic, and it was all in record, just constantly. Mm. And then when the idea got good, we had to like tempo map everything and make sure it was all in the right key, everything was right, and like it was very. I I was very on edge for 
can imagine just a lot of pressure, bro. Yeah. yeah. Is he a lot one of spinning of, plates in terms of like uh, rappers? Is he one of the most or the most studio proficient guy that you've worked with? Because he produces stuff. He clearly like he knows well, what's happening. I, I, he I think knows the shit. Part, part of part of the His way around the part boards. of the hard part about working with him is he knows. Yeah. So oh, something's so not working. He's like, he's like, I could do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So he's like, that's you an can't fudge it with him. Yeah. I mean, Thug's gotten to that point too. Thug can use Thug can engineer. Are there any artists that you know that mix their own shit? Uh yeah. Um like Kanye? Is Kanye maybe Kanye makes his own shit? Uh I think Noah and Mike do okay. most of it. And I think Jess Jackson also did some. Um but Noah Goldstein, who's like right, yeah, a, no, like total legend. Engineer. Yeah. Um like those guys who know how, but like does anyone actually do it? Um like a they few do artists I work with do engineer themselves. Like I know Russ engineers himself. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's because no one wants to work with them but, no i'm kidding but, he, he, but <laughs> no, i know he's even no, i'm not even he even he's hired like yeah jason joshua to mix a lot of his stuff uh in the last does the artist like years. mix it and then like they leave the room and then like somebody comes over and it's like oh, actually uh, that's uh, uh, I, I think i mean that happens a lot i yeah. think that happens more often than not where the artist great is job like, this. Yeah. Take, then, play, take some play some pool play some pool um but there, there are definitely artists that like um it's okay. I was just wondering no, I, because I, it's. I got one. Okay. I just need to think of the name because again, COVID brain. COVID, COVID brain. brain. Zach Fox. COVID name brain. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, a lot of dudes record themselves. Like I know Saw Baby records himself. Yeah. With fucking with, shout out Saw Baby. Great with, project, which uh, of twenty twenty one. Oh, opinion. amazing. Do it for I mean, Demon, he, I mean, he's one of my favorite artists I worked with. Also, and like, him what have you? Him what have you? T three. His brother is a great yeah. producer, artist in his own right. Have uh, you engineer anything on Barnacles? No, I remixed um, Sandus. Oh, mm. so after it dropped. The label was like, let's try and like polish it up. And I read marsupial it. superstar. <laughs> That's the only one I didn't do on that. No, I know. I <laughs> That's know. The fucking- I fucking know. Yeah, fuck. I know. I was we saw marsupial. I was heartbroken. Same but also times. like it's one of those things is FOMO. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not one That's of those people problem. who's like, I could have done that fucking right. better. Whatever, dude. Like if that's what you wanted, that's what comes out. But also I would have loved the chance sure. to have worked on it. Just get hands on with that shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're at the top of 2022. We just wrapped up 2021. Do you have any predictions like where music is going to maybe go this year? I mean, I said it. Donald asked me this when we were working on This is America. He's like, where do you think music's going? I think it was like a test of some sort. Because mm. he's like a fucking right. like very thoughtful person. Like everything he does is so well thought out. And I was like, I think everything's going to get angrier. And he's like, what do you mean? Like angry at? politics whatever political like i mean that's an angry song in and of itself right uh, but i don't think uh, yeah that's a very politically driven angry it has a message i don't think that we're going in the direction of messages Hmm. and i think like xxs xxx and like those kind of artists and like young artists and playboy cardi like there's like a a rage element there travis even there's a rage element aggressive element but it's not Not directed at anything anything. it's not it's it's very much like there's so much there's so much to be angry about that how dare you pick something right like literally like who are you to choose? Yeah, how oh. could you even choose what you're, especially yeah. like the last few years, like right. every day there's so, there was something like, like to be like, appalled by that would have been news for a year. Yeah, yeah. Every single day there was something that would have been news for a year for the last few years. And like, I can't imagine anybody just being like, Oh, let me write about that. So just, we're so, talking. So you think aggression will continue? I think, son- I think sonically, Neggy you know, vibes only. Yeah. Yeah. I think sonically you have like a very aggressive, like, styles of music like very up tempo very like the 808s are distorted mm-hmm. the the drums are distorted there's heavier guitars there's fucking like 
distorted since whatever like the, the the music has definitely moved to more up tempo like we were talking about like 70 bpm for like most of the 2010s and now we're in like the 80s and 90s you know what i mean or like i guess 160 to 180 whatever um and i think obviously like the the tone of the vocal tone like you have someone like rico nasty who's like oh so good fucking incredible yeah love her but like she's got it's grating so much anger yeah. and so much like aggression and you're just like that's how i feel yeah that's it that's aggression like, towards cardi fans who are yeah. aggressive themselves Jeez. yeah horror i feel so bad in that's that a situation. bummer dude because she's fucking wrong well and like like no, I'm sure like Cardi doesn't want that. Like Cardi wants. Oh, well, he didn't say shit about it. So, I'm but sure I guess that's he, that's Cardi. That's he doesn't really talk much. He doesn't fucking. Thing. He doesn't care. I feel like apathy's. He is the physical embodiment of yeah. apathy. Yeah. Let's zoom out for a second and ask you a very hard question. There okay. we go, baby. Alex Tumay. Top five dead or alive. In anything? Oh, fucking hip hop, bro. Oh. The only genre that matters. I really wanted to do like of just anything ever. Do you want to do that? You want to do that first? <laughs> trolley. This is your episode, trolley bro. Gummies, dude. Yeah, just looks like people. Gummies. Gibbets. <laughs> My favorite dinosaur. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite dinosaur? <sighs> Ankylosaurus, probably. What the fuck is that? It's the one with the like shell back and like the oh the, the club tail. tail. The club, it's yeah. like a big ass turtle. Yeah, with a club. Tail. That's turtles. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, top five dead or alive rappers. Okay. And then we'll do top five dead or alive thi- concepts and things. Yeah. So like, I came up in like the backpack era, and like. Lupe is sure in there. What do you think of when what did Kanye say recently that he like faked being a backpack rapper because he knew that that was just like it would get him like into rooms and shit? Because what like labels even, were into on drink champs or I think like maybe drink champs two part two, which no one watched. I feel like I, I, I feel like Kanye was always like in one foot in, one foot out of backpack. Yeah. Well, rap, I mean, sure. anyway. he was working with Blackstar and like he and, and Talib. So like I feel like he was definitely not capping about being his adjacency to backpack, but he if he said it, he said it, I guess. I don't know. All right, so so Lupe. Thug, obviously. Okay, thug. Lupe Thug. Um, this is unranked. Are we ranking these? No. No, I'm just top five. So just it's a, five. a Mount Rushmore. If 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 I have if I have to pick a number one, it's Thug. Okay. Straight up. So that's I I it's Thug and everybody else. I think for me. I vowed to never work with just one artist when I started working in music and only someone like him would have broken that. Right. You know what I mean? Like I always eat your words. Yeah. Lupe um, thug. Lupe thug. I think. Do you have a favorite thug song? Just, I'm just very curious. Is it Danny Glover because of, it might be halftime. Oh shit. Fucking. It might be halftime and it might be some like the more unreleased stuff. Like there's yeah, like, you've, you've, you've heard that. it all. Yeah. There's, there's one that like a b-side from punk that i actually worked on that didn't make it and that's that i love smacker love it it's like so it shows all his growth and it's fucking beautiful I'll make the outro music of this episode <laughs> yeah 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 right. <laughs> I'll, I'll make the call yeah <laughs> and get told no yeah all right so we got two we're almost there we're jay-z there jay-z, Jay-Z okay um, man <laughs> i mean kanye made my favorite album of all time which so is I feel, uh yeezus wow <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. We are on record. As an engineer, this podcast, that, as an engineer, that album must yeah. be fucking right. And then like that must have blown your dick. The, pr- the production it's insane. Like you have Arca, right? And you have Mike Dean, and you have like all the people in like Daft so Punk, good. Travis, so fucking good. Uh, that is our favorite. That is the intelligent galaxy brain thinking man's best Kanye record. We've said that. You agree? Case closed. It changed my life. It changed, changed your life. Really? Jesus changed. Your I life. was in DARP. There's like my. I just started there. It came out, and I put it on. I. Can, uh, there are very few albums I've ever listened to where I put I put it on and like remember that moment 
because your dick is being blown clean off. Yeah, yeah. Our I put it on the dick. like the, the lounge speakers at the studio, yeah. and it's, on site, dude. And it stayed on days. So good, stayed on days. And every time somebody turned it off, I was like, turn it back on. Yeah, did it's it that good. in your mind? Did it tri- did it trip a wire where it's like, oh, this is where music is going to go now, or this rap is going to go where it's like industrial, kind of raggedy, like rusty, like sharp, hard, angry. Beats. It tri- the the wire it tripped mostly is, uh, I wish I could have worked on that. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> like, like everything else was not like I was just like I wanted to be in the room. You're transfixed. I wanted to be in the fucking room when they were doing. It. I don't want to work on it. I didn't want to credit. I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to be in the fucking room, right? Just to see how it happened. That that's what. It, there's very few albums from like how did that happen? Well, then a lot of there's been a lot of like well not a, a ton. Caramonic has written about it, but like when you hear about how that came together so fast, and then Rick Rubin's uh, involvement, is it surprising or like? Or does it make sense to you? No, that it, it feels so it feels fran- and- it feels frantic. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, it's it's just a masterpiece. It really is, and it's short. It's fucking lean and mean, dude. It's great. Yeah. It's leanest and meanest. Holds up still. So yeah. Kanye. So does 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 Jay enter the top five just because he made your favorite album of all time? I think so. I think okay. he has okay. to. Okay. So, I really four. Think he has to. so we have the four one. more. And then can I can Lupe, I can I make Outcast so. one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I I think I think if if I had if and this is like controversial, I'd put Big Boy above Andre. Mm. he's got a more output he's I, done more throwing fits episodes yeah he's done more podcasts <laughs> with us specifically I, for me big boy like especially like formative years like speaker boxes in was yeah. in my uh cd player making love to the love below yeah or that's what he said. Was, that's what he said you like the me. way she moved yeah <laughs> okay so do we have one more then because no, that was yeah. five no that's five lupe thug yay jay outcast, outcast. all right very yeah. solid. I mean, and and like obviously, I can go farther back in time, but we're talking about for me, yeah. And like, this is your personal top five. It's this personal, and like also shit. like things that happen in my formative years. And like a lot, rock, of, bro, a lot, a lot of a lot of them fit like that fifteen to like yeah. twenty five gap where like you form all your opinions, right? Right. No Wayne, which I'm surprised. I was about. I I was late to the Wayne train. Oh really? I was late. Wayne the Wayne train. train. I was late. <laughs> What was the first Carter that you listened to? That's Three. Like, oh, damn. but it was late. It was late. I was late. Carter two. What rapper do you think in. has the best style? Who? Style. Controversial opinion. Okay. Gonna. Oh no! Oh, no, no, we Dude, agree. He, we in Mr. This, motherfucking put it on. Anybody who says Gunna is dressed like who doesn't like these recent outfits, I'm like you're so fucking wrong. What is a fucking art? What is Thug? The short shorts. Of, yeah. Fucking yeah, amazing. What does Thug think of Gunna's fits recently? Uh, I haven't had that conversation i mean he has to respect it he has to you have to respect gun he has to respect it i mean gun is clearly like you talk about like the generational the generational um influence like gunna's drip came from thug yeah it's definitely it's definitely i mean it was bequeathed the drip was bequeathed yeah gunna has always been it's hereditary like one of the nicest people ever yo how how do we get him on the podcast eb his manager okay i've been talking to a's how you say it Oz? 300. Oz. Oz. Talking yeah. to Oz. We're talking to Oz. We're talking to Oz about trying to get gun on the pod, but it's Eb. All right. Yeah, it's probably Eb. Okay. Got to hit Eb. Eb we, need to get, we, need, we need gun. Eb, Eb, Eb is one of my favorite people. Shout out, Eb. We need gun on the pod to only talk about John's. We won't mention music once. I mean, I literally was tweeting out, like, yo, gun a fit of the year. And then it was the fit that Rihanna then, like, yeah. dressed up Amazing. as for Halloween. He killed it. He shut down the fucking TL with every fucking fit pick. That yeah, man is still a continues to do so. Savant. The question, though, that kind of surrounds all this 
you know, we love the posi and the negi where it's the duality, man. Why do most rappers dress like fucking shit? Um, I think it's a, I'm, it's a, I went to the store and I bought all the stuff I the, liked. The mannequin or like, yeah. Or I bought, all, I, I saw a bunch of stuff I liked and I bought it and I'm wearing it all because right I now. didn't have this before. Right. Right. And it, it I believe that's called new money. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like almost like hoarding, but for like fire shit, you yeah. know? And I feel like there's like, there's no need to edit yourself when you can buy it all. It's yeah. maximalism at its finest. Yeah. And I respect that because if I was rich, I would be doing the same shit. Exactly. Yeah. You know? They, I mean, and in general, it's easy for us to fucking. In general, a lot of rappers dress like rich old white dudes trying to be <laughs> yeah. young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus a mirror jeans. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question, personal, very incisive question. I did my research. Do you still eat raw eggs? Fuck you. <laughs> I did it one time as like a bit on Kenny's stream because I was like, I'll eat a fucking raw egg in his in his in his chat. Yeah. And then he was like, you'll never be on my stream. We'll never work again until you eat a raw Damn. egg. And I was like, Street fuck you. I'm not going to do it. It was a joke. And then I did it. How was it? It's fine. It's fucking an egg. It's nothing. <laughs> it's literally not. It barely tastes good. Damn, it's crazy that that's all people say about you now. Is that yeah, that's all, it's all it's raw eggs. It's, it's Alex Tumay, Google suggested searches. <laughs> Alex Tumay, Young Thug, Alex Tumay, raw eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro, your algo is fucked. <laughs> Don't worry, because we're going to switch up the algo by yeah. entering the next section of the podcast, which is Meats and Cheeks, formerly known as Dead Ass. And sucking and fucking. Exactly. Nice. So you've been in the studio, right? Yeah, right now. Yeah, you've been in like some, no, but like in like some like actual sessions and shit. Bro. Um, we've all been there. Does the music come out better when rappers who are recording have groupies in the studio? 100%. Oh, yeah. really? Doesn't it doesn't detract or distract? Rap is a performative art in general. You I said mean, it, brother. It, it's, so, it's you're trying to impress as well, right? Right. You're you're flexing and like in 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 general there's there's the element of flexing, there's the element of pain, there's the element of being open and whatever. And like a little bit of the openness comes out more when they're by themselves and bored. Yeah, right. But in general like a, ra- a board rapper is not making good music. So if you're kind of curating the studio vibe and an artist comes in and he's got no hose, do you have like <laughs> hose on speed dial where you're just like, you'll come through? Is there a service? No, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bummer. Like, I, I just don't, I don't, I, Vibes I, mean, killed. I feel like there are rappers who like come to the studio without women and that's part of their, their like their thug process. recording in the dark is one mode. Yeah. Yeah, no like, homo. Well, Thug's very private about like how he records. Like he's oh, like, shit. he's it's either like proprietary. He's either sit, he well now he sits at the desk with you, like the mic is right. Oh, there. it's like him. It's like Word? That, bro. It's like that meme where they're fucking staring. Oh at yeah, yeah, yeah. Were yeah, you in the he, studio when he was with Dirk doing that? No. Okay. No. <laughs> what do you? Th- what was happening? Do you know what was happening? I those so Thug can edit. He can use Pro Tools. He knows how to. He knows how to engineer to an extent, and definitely knows how to get himself sounding the right way. Right. You learn from the best. Oh, no, no, I would never. I, that came after me okay. of people being like, fuck it, you do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, because like, no one could live up to you nailing it, right? Well, I think there was, like some an, degree. there was an era where he was like, okay, nudge it this way, nudge it that way. And he was like telling people they were wrong. And like, obviously, they probably think they're doing it right. And eventually, and then now with Baines, like now that him and Baines have linked up, there's like a, they like co, like I think Doug has his own keyboard and mouse next to Baines. It's like when you'd go to driving school, yeah. there's two steering wheels Baines and two have, sets of pedals. Right? Has the break. Like that. <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's learning. He's watching Baines and Baines is also right. like a great teacher. And like Baines is like, I think James Blake called him the fastest person on Pro Tools. Damn. Like so, something along the lines of that. J- Baines, is, Baines is a fucking, like I said, a workhorse. He's fucking incredible. But in that picture, you would presume that Thug is showing Lil Dirk how to fucking 
He's probably just playing music, but people always (laughs) infer. What's um? There's like there's an image of me and Thug with thugs on the computer. How come that didn't become a meme? It did for a little bit. Oh, it did. Okay, it's part of like the the series of. I hope you got credited. It seemed like when you were talking about the picture where he's like feeding the line or whatever that you weren't getting the proper. Oh no, yeah. I mean, I tweeted it, so it's like (laughs) with the watermark. Yeah. (laughs) What's a proper groupie studio etiquette? Is it kind of the sim- similar as like what we were talking about before, where it's like don't speak unless spoken to, like know your th- lane a little bit. I, th- I think not as, a, not as a misogyny thing as a fucking newbie. You're not the main I th- character. I think You're in general, you just don't fuck with the flow of the room, like whatever it is. Like there's a, there's been sessions where like the girls have gotten up and like got on the mic and like Ugh. made music and like how does that usually turn out? Fine. Okay. I mean, at that point, like it's all for fun. You know? Right, right, right. Is it, are I, they a barometer nice. though? Like right? I'm getting paid anyway, so if I, are they a barometer where like if they're like yo like I fuck with this or they start like I don't know like getting up and dancing and shit? They're like oh they, we actually have a fucking banger on our hands right now. I think yeah. I think if anybody's moving, you know, if the, really if if the engineer's nodding his head at all, you got something. <laughs> <laughs> well, true like, barometer. Like, if there's videos of me where I'm just like right a robot, just and a then there's statue. videos of me where I'm like fuck what the fuck this is crazy, <laughs> like you just know. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, just generally, what is the studio hose runoff situation like for an engineer? Non-existent. Non-existent. <laughs> I became I become friends with some of the girls in the studio. Like right. that that was like the studio women. Yeah, studio ladies. Ladies. Ladies of the stew. Yeah. <laughs> Sultans yeah. of the stew. No, sirens of the stew. Yeah. There but I've go. always been like the like I'm just nice, I guess. I don't know. Like I just n- never partook. Right. Also like <laughs> I think like as an you're e- working as an ego thing i never want to like like i would never like tell a girl i was on a date with that bag i work with a young thug it sucks you dude. never pulled that card no. ever no i mean if you knew ahead of time i would talk about it but like did that did that ha- has that happened to you where like people of like girls would hit you up to like because of your adjacency and like your your public kind I, of persona i think i got a chance more than i would have otherwise well i would say absolutely yeah you know like whereas if I, de- if I reached out to a girl and she looked at my ig page right, yeah, yeah. which like, she's 100 percent doing because that's just standard operating procedure at this yeah. point so I, it speaks for it speaks for itself my my girl didn't really know much really first started did dating. you like that yeah do you, uh, was that well she didn't like me at first so. <laughs> she, she didn't like, like you does she like you now yeah I mean, okay all right, all right. Ooh, we, we, worked, we worked up to it <laughs> it's a baby slow steps, burn baby steps. Yeah. well you are all about transparency and kind of like breaking down the walls when it comes to process when it comes to like secrets of the industry, let's talk about something that people don't like to talk about. What makes the world go round, Lawrence? Money. Oh, yeah. Alex, how much money do you make? Not a lot. What's the most you've ever won in a single game of poker? Cash game? Sure. Sure. Cash game, 14,000. Woo! What's the most you've ever lost? damn! The most I lost in a night is five or six. Oh, okay. Ah, that's yeah. pretty... Light work, not, not terrible. Um, I mean, it was like right after I won the, the bunch of money, so I was so you saw in won one door out the other. But in a tournament, I walked out with forty. God, wait, so what? Fuck yet? But that wasn't a cash game. No, I bought I bought into like a hundred fifty dollar tournament and got third, second place, something like that online. Shit, you're nice with it. Yeah, are you like a crazy math percentages guy or like? Are um, you a- well, so poker in general is like. Obviously, like the idea of what people think of when they think of poker is completely different than how poker plays. Now. Rounders, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's how I got into it. It was like rounders. Right. Like oh, that kind seven of two. Um, but like 
the idea of like, oh, I'm going to fucking bluff this guy by right. getting into his brain and fucking with his life and whatever. Like people do that. There are definitely like old guys who do that. But like poker is a solved game. Yeah. There are there are online solvers where you could put in your cards, somebody else's cards, the flop, turn, river, and it'll tell you the right move. Right. What percentage of the time. And like there's obviously like a decision like, tree. Right. And like, so there's like, oh, you should do this 60% of the time. You should do this 20% of the time. You should do this 10% 10 of the time, this five, whatever, whatever. And your COVID brain can fucking absorb that? Uh, Well, no, there's too much for everybody to know every option. But like, I've studied a good bit of it. And um, I've like taken like online classes and shit. Oh, shit. Because when I got into it, it was very much like there was like trends, like, and like the three bet was a new thing. It was actually thought, like if someone raises, so if someone raises and you raise them back, or yeah. sorry, if the check raise. So uh-huh. if you check, they bet like trying to trap them mm-hmm. and then you raise in like the sixties, that was thought of as bad etiquette. Really? That was like, like back in the day in poker, like Damn, if you did that, somebody would be like, what a dick. Right. Like if that's like how you win money. Like, right, you, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's because of the Beatles, bro. It's their influence. Yeah, it's definitely. It's a here's thing. a million dollar question. No pun intended. What is something that poker and rap have in common? I think sitting at a poker table with a bunch of strangers and not, Get it, and getting trying to get them to like you is like it's like being in the studio. Yeah, do you need to be, do you need to be liked at the poker table? Uh, I think it helps. I think with actually winning, giving bad, like, giving you a psychological advantage, taking money from bad players, you want them mm. to be happy to lose. Like, oh, like, okay. Like so, like there was like this era where you like, get your arm young broke. kids were getting into poker and they were berating the old men at the <laughs> table for being bad at poker when they would get unlucky. But you have to understand, like, you get lucky, you, you, you get unlucky less than you win when you should win. Right. Right. So you want, like, you want to congratulate the guy who just got a one in 1,000 chance to beat sure. you. So, so that the other 999. Don't take it personally. Yeah. The other 999, he's super fucking chill about losing money. Yeah. All right. Scrap at the that. table. Real fucking gems tonight. Besides folks. buying into poker tournaments, what do you like to spend your money on? And also very tasteful, understated clothing. What else do you like to spend your money on? It's, it's that's it's clothes and poker. About game, you're a big gamer now. You said, yeah, I, I do. I have like this. This is my streaming computer, but it's like I put all the stuff into it for so it could like I could play games at work. Are you like foodie? You talked about how like you could sometimes you had to like have a foodie conversation. Um, yeah, I I love I love eating like good food and like I care about the food that I eat and like obviously like living in New York, there's right. so much to fucking eat and so many places to go and. Um, I also have like a hella dietary restrictions. So like, I'm very picky about like what the raw bl- eggs you consume, etc. Yeah. Except, yeah, <laughs> except, except that, yeah. Only farm, farm only, raised, only fucking salmon, salmonella. Was that exclusively, was that terrible then when you were like at this fucking studio and yeah. kind of at the, um, like you were beholden to whatever they, whatever, think, like the rappers decided to order lemon pepper wings until gummies, very recently. Lobsters. I just ate whatever until yeah. like a few years ago, really COVID when, like when, when we were in quarantine, I was like, maybe I should figure out why I feel like shit all the time. And it was really dietary. And for the most part, yeah, dietary. And I'm sure like, obviously like a bunch of other mental shit from, yeah, you know, I ex- stop, existing I, in 2020. I got to stop eating my cereal with bang energy drink. Bro. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would. I think at one point I was drinking like we had re- free Red Bull at the studio, like four. Of them oh, your day, heart must, have, oh. must have had crazy heart palpitations. Yeah, I mean, shit. still to this day. Um, but like, yeah, I'm off any soda. Like, I'm on coffee and water, and but like, I think so. I'm kidding. I thought I was gluten intolerant. I thought I was lactose intolerant. But I'm starting to think that it's just fructose. Okay. Literally just the just sugar, the, just that type of sugar. Yeah. 
and I cut that out, like I'll immediately feel better. And like it, it, sure. I sleep better. Like when I eat the right foods, I sleep and wake up early, uh, earlier. Yeah. Got to treat the body like a machine, baby. You're bioengineering yourself. I'm trying to figure out how to live past 35, which is what I am. You're twisting your own knobs, (laughs) which are your nipples. (laughs) Final question in this segment. What is the retainer like when you're on call for a guy like thug 24 seven back in the day? I was doing it because I loved it. Pro bono? What? For the love of the game? I mean, I was paid when, cool. I, and a when I was YSL working. Wallet? When I was working. Oh, like by the know? hour? Yeah. But like back in the day, like I was, I was very much like, let's, we'll figure out the money later. Let's work. Let's fucking do this. Was there a point where you're like, okay, because this happens to a lot of people where it is, and a lot of creatives where it's like, oh, I don't want to have, the, I'm not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's like, oh, I don't want to have the money conversation. Let's get to work. Let's make the thing. But then later on, you're like, oh, fuck. I wish we'd actually had this my like, rent. terrible, but necessary conversation and be like explicit with it. Was there a moment where you're like, damn, I need to like get my finances and like take care yeah, of that I'm, side I'm of things? I'm still figuring that out. I have a, man- <laughs> I have a manager. I have oh, an accountant and all that. And uh, they have the dirty conversations for you. They do that now. And like, there's like people like, like YSL is always family to me. Like I, like I deal with them directly and I'm like, you guys get the family price and like whatever, because like, I, I'm not, we're not in this room without them. Like, right. and I'm not disillusioned to that. I'm, 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 I'm an element of why people like that stuff, but I'm a small element. Like I always say, like, like there's people that are like engineers, the most important thing in the room. And it's like, no, it's mm-hmm. 40, 40, 20 at best, <laughs> probably 45, 45, 10 artist producer and right yeah. like if we're but 10 is a huge percent yeah compared to what engineers are paid that's a 10th you don't yeah. want to put out a 90 percent done project you know yeah yeah you need that it's that final 10 percent though that's that makes it important. feel like anything there for sure is. and also like you know along the way they're influencing the sound in that in little of ways course. and your yeah. fingerprints are all over why so well alex Thank you for coming on to the only podcast that matters before we get out of your studio and before we go into the bonus content that I forgot to mention. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we need another 15, by the way. <laughs> um, we want to offer up some constructive criticism as fans, as friends, oh, yeah. right? As outsider perspective, maybe you can like take it and implement it into your daily, weekly, monthly regimen. Um, first up, because again, we just want to see you thrive even more so. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. First up, uh, first piece of constructive criticism. Help us get Thug on the podcast. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was. You want to text? You want to text him right now? Has you Young Thug ever done him? a podcast? I don't think so. He doesn't like he, interviews. He, he has done. Oh, you're right, that's right. No, no, no he, he did. He put it on the blogs, big guy. I used to. The, do, I used to be in the room with him for his interviews, and he'd be like, "Ask Alex," <laughs> and I'm like, "That's not why they're here." He did the Ti podcast. So if oh. I if I tilt my cap like this, will he come on the pod more? You got to go. Yeah, dude. You got to defy the gravitation. More. If you, you FaceTime him right now, would he pick up more? Bro, I don't know. Can you even? Yo, I can't even see. This ear is completely covered. <laughs> yeah. Damn, T.I. Oh, that's right. A day T. in the life. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. A day in the What's life. What's it called? Like, hus- I, know, I just remember you got in trouble for saying some fucking out-of-pocket shit. Very much so. Um, Have you, Alex, here's my piece of constructive criticism. Have you thought about offering up other credits for other people's, maybe civilians' dogs, so that, you know, some of our furry friends could also get Grammys and also get fucking platinum plaques. Do you want? Do you, I would love for Pepper, my okay. dog, to get a Grammy. I, and I need you to make that happen. I have to talk to my assistants. <laughs> you, gotta talk, you gotta talk to Gordy. <laughs> well, he's he's no longer credited. Well, that's right. Out of, out of respect for this, it, once I started hiring assistants and not doing all the work myself, I 
was like, oh, I shouldn't credit my dog. There are people, <laughs> there are people working their asses yeah. off to right. help me finish these records. Was like, for you? Was that was that just like a funny bit? Like what was just like? Fun he, so I got a dog for my sanity, and it worked. I was. Did I Gordon needed like the studio, what? or was he? He. I was. I, I had just moved to New York. I had just done like the Red Bull Music Academy thing, and I got back from from that, and I was moving into my I hadn't even moved into my apartment I was still living on my brother's couch and I was like going through a very transitional period and I was like only working and I wasn't eating and I wasn't sleeping and I was like I need something to make me know structure that it's, that it's morning right. and this happens in the morning right. you feed your dog you walk your dog you walk your dog in the afternoon you walk your dog at night and like obviously he was a puppy so like six times yeah. in between then but like if I'm up all night and all day and not taking care of myself it'll die the dog will suffer yeah the dog will die and i obviously like i'm not recommending to people out there struggling to go get a dog as a <laughs> yeah wait, but you gotta deal with some other shit sometimes first. I, I didn't have a nine to five i didn't have any sort of structure in my life like i was eating one meal a day whatever and like Just having a dog day we might we, we might one might say gordy saved your life 100 percent. so Beautiful. i credit him there you go because without him none of that stuff happened exactly two-way street baby well, Alex, take our constructive criticism mm-hmm. and definitely implement both of them. And for run sure, with it. dude. That's and for just, you. It's not for us okay. at all, by the definitely. way. We you, just want to thank you for coming on to yeah, we appreciate the you, only podcast that matters. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Any projects? Yeah. Where can the kids follow you on socials? The, 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 the mic is yours. yours. Um, <laughs> I mean, my, my, my Twitch, once I get back on there, because like, Twitch streaming for me is very uh, uh, draining. Okay. It, it 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 uh zaps all zapped all of my energy. like someone like kenny is like a, a hero in that aspect where he can get on and right or, but we are going to be streaming this album we're creating this album live yeah me and bijan the producer bijan amir he produced rick flair drip with metro oh shit he's going to be producing all the beats live on stream then we're going to get artists to fly here record in this room we're going to have a bunch of cameras in here better, fire better lighting uh record all the film the entire recording the entire process session it's gonna all, all happen in this room live on stream yep sick and then i'm gonna mix it which i've already done a few albums live on stream right um so that's coming up that's coming up where can they find you on twitch what's your handle just alex to me okay. everything's just alex to me all your socials all instagram your, twitter yeah, everything cool all right, Alex. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Only Thanks for having me. Podcast matters. We have an engineer of our own. His name is Chef, and I wanted to slap that motherfucking outro music right now. Okay, cool. Okay, boo. I love him. I'm a savior. Yes, I damn it, Glover. I'm gonna call my poppy for her fucking mother. I paid them a mile and then they kiss each other.
I'm a savior, yes, I damn it, blubber. I'ma call my poppy for 